It's January 22nd, 2017, and this is the Turn-Based Attack. That's how you know I'm a pro, bro. On the sheet it says 2016, but I, I course-corrected... Mid intro. Heaven forbid I should record it more than once. Did you say seven twenty seventeen? I did. I was thanks for attention. thanks for being with it. Uh, your host this week, as always, myself, Lee. Rob is joining me. I just got deja vu when I said that. Well, I mean, we've done forty eight of these, so that would yeah. But have that we recorded as well in twenty seventeen? No. And then I said the same thing. We recorded on December thirty first for Game of the Year twenty sixteen with this is Mr. Our Mike. First podcast. It's our first podcast of, of the year. of the twenty seventeen of the error of our making America great again. The age of our Trump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, weird week. The Trump dynasty. Uh, the Trump dynasty. A weird week, uh, weather-wise, which is kind of putting everything off. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Here in uh, here in Winnipeg, we're not used to seeing uh, positive numbers on the temperature uh, in the middle of January. But here we are, January 22nd, Sunday. It's yeah. plus five outside. The snow is melting. I wore uh, a sweater here. Yeah, Rob wore a sweater here. Generally, this very is bizarre, weather. Very bizarre yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, all all like things the, considered, like, like in that first episode of Digimon, yeah, we go to summer camp. <clears throat> suddenly, I actually just watched that the other day. Suddenly, Tamagotchis are raining from the sky, and yeah. we are the destined to save everyone. Digi destined, bro. Um, right. So Rob wants to open the show with some news. Apparently, yeah. what do you what do you have to say, Rob? Well, two things. Okay, one's good, one's bad. Oh, oh no. What do you want me to start with? Let's go with the bad first. My friend died. Oh shoot. Yeah. He. Who, who, my which, friend Zach. Uh, which Zach? Not the Zach you know. Okay. Um, he... Would that makes it okay? (laughs) (laughs) He, uh... Uh, I spent a lot of time with this kid when I was young. Very young. Yeah. Um, we lived across the street from each other, and he's, like, the... Probably the person that I played the most video games with in my life. And, uh, it was was just weird. I heard about it. Like, I haven't talked to him in, like, 15 years. And, uh, yeah, I found out yesterday that he passed away, like, a week ago. Oh, shoot. And, um... Yeah, it was really sad. Well, was I, sick or like accident? I don't, I don't or, no idea what that, happened. I just know yeah. there's a funeral next week, so I'm gonna go to that. Wow. But um, but yeah, I was Sorry to hear I'm that, man. sad about that. Mostly, it's relevant to our show because like, I think that without this guy, I probably wouldn't have gotten into video games as much as I did. Like, and I played a lot of like weird stuff with him that I never would have looked for otherwise. Like, Let's play um, doctor, pull down your pants. No, no, it was like. Um, we played, uh, like, Ogre Battle 64. I wasn't into Ogre Battle at that time. Played StarCraft 64. He, he's the first person. He had knew. all the bad versions yeah, of those games, games on, on, on N64. N64. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, like, I remember uh, I used to go to the, because um, we lived in, in an area here in Winnipeg called Grant Park. Um, and I used to go across the street to the mall, and I would get this, like, the PlayStation magazines from, from the mall. And bring them home because they had the demo discs in them. Hell yeah. And me and this kid would literally, he'd sleep over at my place and we would stay up all night playing demos. That's it. Not even playing force. Just the first level. Yeah. So, grind session. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, But anyway. I remember um, doing exactly that. Having a sleepover and just playing demo Demo. discs. What's that about? Yeah. Those kids these days will never know (laughs) those times. Those dark times. Playing full games. Yeah. But anyway, it was a really sad moment for me and I wasn't actually too choked up about it mostly because i haven't seen him for like you know 15 yeah. years or so but uh getting to that age man we're a certain selection of us uh, i don't know what don't happened, move on yeah so. it was it's uh, i mean 
hope he's in a better place or whatever, wherever you believe in. But uh, it's just a weird time. It's a really weird time for, to find that out about somebody who I was so close with uh, as a kid. Yeah. Um, first kid I ever watched Pokemon with, too. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with. with Pokemon. I remember the first day it, I yeah. ever watched Pokemon. I was It was the episode where Pikachu and Sandshrew were fighting. Or yeah. Ash is fighting someone who has a Sandshrew. And... Saying true. Yeah, and I'm sitting there watching it in his basement uh, after school. Him and it's just me and him. And his mom comes home from work, and his mom's like, "Hey, I picked you guys up some McDonald's." Nice. And I was like, "Oh man!" But then here you go, filet fish. Oh. But then I had this weird like I started liking filet fishes at this. There's nothing wrong with a filet fish. I think there's our our game of the year uh, guest host Mike will tell you there's nothing wrong with eating (laughs) two maybe three filet fishes in a sitting. He likes filet fish, doesn't he? Not he did. There was a time. (laughs) Either way, uh, you know, I had really a lot of really crazy like gaming experiences with that guy around. Um, But anyway, shout outs to him. Yeah. R.I.P. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Anyway, on to the good news. Yeah. It's my birthday on Monday. <gasps> I'm 29 now, baby. Yeah, baby. One year off. And from, then it's all what? downhill. Oh, 30 is the end? Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. All it, downhill from It's there. the middle point of your I life. I losing my, my manual dexterity. I'll become oh, bad like, at video like games. Like you haven't lost it already. I'll become bad at video games for the first time in my life. What I don't do you, even know what I mean, you're playing Overwatch instead of Quake 2. I haven't 2. played Overwatch in like three months. But if you were going to play something, you, you know. I'm playing RPGs these days. Something slow, slower pace. I beat Fallout More 4. Jello. You beat Fallout 4? You yeah. beat the story mode of Fallout 4? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, what, I don't think did you do multiple endings it. or just, just one of them? Just one. Okay, so I've done all, all the endings in Fallout 4. Oh, really? So if you want to talk about Fallout 4. I mean, I so spoilers, if you haven't beaten the game already. It's two years old. Skip like ten minutes of this podcast. Yeah. But um, straight up, I only played it through once. And I, Who did you with, side I with? chose the Institute to side with. So which, take, admittedly, yeah. is completely against my character. Because... In real life, one of my greatest fears is, is robots. robot people. But in, so, the, in the in the context of, of Fallout, the well, Institute's trying to revitalize better, yeah, the wasteland. Yeah, better humanity. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, the run, yeah, unfortunately, they're not caring yeah, about short-term it. people. Yeah. You're you're all screwed. Um, but long-term, they have a greater plan. Not only that, my perspective was like, throughout the game, you're looking for your son, and you find out that your son is a old man when you finally meet him um you find out that the time between you being unfrozen and your son being stolen and you being unfrozen is actually 200 years and that your son uh it was is stolen in the interim there so he's actually yeah. like a, a 50 he's year like, old man he's like 50 or 60 for sure yeah so you basically um you find him he's the leader of the institute which is this like uh, shadowy research institution yeah, yeah. that is underground in the wasteland. Yeah, and they're like, but they're really advanced in technology. They're making yeah. robot people. They're abducting people from the wasteland to do tests. To, yeah, to do tests on them and whatnot. And it's pretty crazy. And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself at the time that you have to make this kind of decision as to who you're gonna, you know, side with. Well, and I was like, the bigger the bigger question is when you meet your son and he's been raised by strangers and he's a, he's his own human being and even though he recognizes you as his dad. The last time you saw this dude, he was a baby. You've had no influence right. on this baby's upbringing, his, how he feels about the world and, and what's going on yeah. in it. So really, this is a stranger when you find out that Basically, this old man is yeah. your son. But he's still your son. So but, in my in my heart of hearts, yeah. I was like, well, I just spent 50 hours looking for this 
kid. And yeah. I found him, but he's old. But I still found him. So I have to try and they, I have to try and make this. They work. came so close to sticking that twist in such a cool way. When you have your ro- the robot son is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a robot version of Sean that's the age you think he is, yeah, which is like old. ten or yeah. whatever. Uh, cool, because you because so what happens is at the intro of the game the bombs go off. Everyone gets into these shelters. You get into your shelter, and they're like, okay, we're just going to decontaminate you, and then we need to actually uh, have you go into these pods to do that. Yeah. So you uh, you get into one pod, your wife and son. your infant son, uh, baby, get into another pod. And then what you think is decontamination is actually cryostasis. So they put you to sleep. Yeah. And then you wake up at some point. Which... If you're not familiar with Fallout, all the all the Fallout Shelter vaults were actually experiments. Yeah. Each one in this them. case, they were cryogenically freezing people to have for the future for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, so they are probably for historical reasons, right? It, I so think in this case, it was they needed their pure, completely unmutated yes. blood. Yeah, yeah. Tech needed it. So but they used your son, and then they used they had you as a backup. If, I think that's what the institute's plans were. They say because uh, Voltec, I don't know what happens to Voltec, but the institute's not Voltec, so no. They the institute finds out about you, and that's when they that's why they wake you up, or they wake up um, your wife and your son and you at the same time. But so you see this happen where this mercenary shows up. He's Hello. like, oh yeah. He's like, here we go. They steal the baby. They they wake you up and your wife up, but you're still locked in your pod. They open your wife's pod. You can see across from you, Kellogg, this mercenary, <laughs> explaining what basically steals your baby. Yeah. And then shoots your wife in the head, and she's dead. Yeah. And you're, like, awake, kind of, and you're, like, freaking out, and then you pass back out. Then you wake up, and you think only 10 years has gone by. Yeah. But actually, it's, it's been, been, like, 50, 50 or yeah. 60. So, that's pretty much the start of Fallout. The end of it, you find your son. Um, you gotta choose a faction to side with. I chose the son's faction. So, and, th- so things yeah. don't necessarily really change, depending on what you choose. The most anti club kill your son? Uh, you can shoot him in the head as soon as you see him. I've I've done that as well. You can just pop him right in the face. He's like, I'm your son. And you're like, uh, nope. And just blows his head off with a shotgun. That's uh, It locks you out of the Institute and you have to basically leave at that point. So it's kind of narratively a lame yeah. way to do it. Um, the the Minuteman is like the most anticlimactic as far as oh, there's action. there's four factions. There's four, right? yeah. yeah. So the Minutemen, uh, the Institute attacks that castle. Yeah. And you have to defend the castle for what seems like 45 minutes against robots, which is cool, but that's how the game ends. Yeah. Uh, if you side with either the Railroad or the Brotherhood, it's blowing up the Institute. Uh, you have to fight gorillas and, like, beat up everybody in the Institute, which is kind of fun. Heck yeah. Uh, which is more of your run and gun, like, you, you, you know. And then sure. siding with the Institute, you find out that your son is terminally ill. Yeah. Uh, and you are going to actually take over in his stead and run the institute against and, and... the will of everybody else who's yes. running the institute. There's which a board of directors? Which, that don't if want you follow that, that that story thread long enough, it does give credibility to you saying that is your son. And ultimately, he's like, listen, as much as I trust all these people I've been working with for years, you're from the before times. You're you're not slanted by anything that you've necessarily you haven't been involved in this. Mm-hmm. So as an outsider, your goals as the leader of the institute might be. The most righteous. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Bethesda, they don't get a lot of credit for their story writing. Uh, rightfully so. They're, they're kind of all over the place. They have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. And they don't stick a lot of the endings and keep moving on. The first time you're walking through Kellogg's dreams. Oh. Uh, and you're like, okay, I get it. They're, they're sympathizing that, that you to sequence, this character. That sequence feels like it goes on forever. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, it, it's annoying. But, uh, whatever. Um, all, all in all, though, to kind of wrap that up. Fallout 4, uh, it's just Fallout 3 with a few upgrades to me, and 
I, I would not really say that it's like a must play unless you've never played a Bethesda game or a Fallout game. It, there's a lot to do. I got all the DLC and I haven't played it yet, admittedly. You talking about Fallout now makes me want to grab that disc and go install it upstairs. Uh, but um, it's, it's cool. I actually played a character that um, I was reading up online. I was like, man, I wonder what the best stats are to take like for the type of character. I, eventually I you max everything. Sure, so, you yeah. can. Yeah, there's an infinite level cap, right? I, so, I ran a, a luck character oh, and man, only bought luck, luck perks and you... You don't you get some pretty crazy perks. The, the thing you miss out on is you don't get to do a lot of the strength and perception and that kind of checks yeah, and those yeah. perks. But what you do get is constantly, like, you constantly get ammo. You constantly have critical hits. Exactly. Uh, so you make up for it in really Combat. wacky Yeah, I wacky rolled an agility character, so I maxed out my agility. Yeah, almost. crazy AP and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I had endless AP. Uh, I was basically a ninja. No one could detect me. Yeah. And I just, um, that part in the railroad, by the way, spoilers again. Um, where you are in the institute when they're like, "Okay, go kill everyone in the railroad." I was like, "Oh no, I like those people." All right, tough. So I like go into there, <laughs> say hi to Desdemona. She's like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "The institute told me to kill you." She's like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "Well, what do you think?" She's like, "Yeah, guess you're not gonna kill us." All right, well, thanks for letting us know. And then I'm like, "Cool." I like walk away, hide behind a wall, <laughs> then I'm like, like just like come out the corner of the wall. And I was using um, the Deliverer, which is this little pistol that you get from yep. um, joining them. And it basically, my character was rolled in such a way, or the stats were laid out in such a way that you have, um, in like. All the perks that give you increased stealth damage and increased damage with pistols and increased damage with silence weapons, I, like, maxed them all out. So just, like, one shot with a little silence PP7, basically, like, blew her head to pieces. James Bond did it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wow, Bond didn't do that. So there's that crazy mission that's in the tower uh, where there are some replicants being held in the basement. Uh, and depending on what faction you're with, you do this mission from a different perspective. Wait, if you're is, the... that a, is that... When you're, like, at the end? The Institute? No. One? This is, like, before that. It's, like, somewhere downtown. And the the setup is there's a there's a two, there's warring fraction, factions going on. I think the Institute's fighting... I want to say the Institute's fighting the Brotherhood or the Railroad at this place. And your thing is you're going to go in and you, there's these replicants in the basement. And depending on who you side with, this is where... So you either have one of those uh, agents oh, with you. What are they What are they called? The uh, leather? Coursers. Coursers. So you're with yeah. a courser. Uh, if you side with the institute, and he's like, "We're going to go into the basement. We're going to teleport them out. Or we're going to teleport like, them out. You have to yeah. you have to say the commands to shut them down, and then we're going to teleport all four of them out. Yeah, but if you're with the railroad, you can go down there with the courser and kill the courser. Nice, uh, and then free them. Or if you're for yourself or the Minutemen, you can like this mission's really neat because you can fuck everybody over. Uh, so I think the way the way I did it originally because I was doing Minutemen. Uh, or, or Brotherhood, because Brotherhood would be out for the institute and the railroad. Might have been Brotherhood the first time I did it. Uh-huh, you go into yeah. the basement. And first of all, the railroad people are there and like, please don't don't reset us. We want our memories. You can say a, basically a catchphrase uh, to to eliminate a uh, a replicant's memory. They won't they won't. I call them replicants. Uh, what are they, I don't know what they're called in the uh, context of synths. Synths. Okay. I go uh, okay. I go Blade Runner with it. Uh, so, anyways, you get down there, you say the code, you wipe them all, and the courser's like, "All right, let's teleport them home." And then I pulled out a shotgun, blew the courser away, and then proceeded to cut off all the replicants' heads off, and then uh, just strutted out of there yeah, like a real badass psychopath. Uh, you can do that in a funny order, though, where you can kill two of the replicants, and the courser gets mad, and then you kill him, and then kill the other two replicants, or don't wipe their brain at all and kill them all while they're conscious. Uh, it's a very neat mission, and you can mess it up a bunch of different ways. Um, that, um, that game has some interesting missions. Uh, I was, talking- I'm surprised some of them work with four <laughs> factions and like yeah. how. how different things can go there are literal points in the game where you go to like get into a vertebrate as the brotherhood mission it's like if you do this 
this is the point where the railroad and the institute will no longer you're you're hostile to them now yeah. if you do this. Yeah. Uh, so they they don't find a way to avoid that. You can't really be a quadruple agent. Yeah. That um that happened when I was in the institute too. There was a couple of missions yeah. where it's, it's like, the Helios building hey. or whatever. You had to go steal the thing. That's where the that we were in the elevator. When you're going on that long elevator ride, mm. that's the the mission where you choose your faction. Um, anyhow, uh, I talked to Reed, uh, yeah. listener of the show. Sure, um, I talked about, to him about often as well. Fallout Four. Uh, he did not like this game at all. Uh, I finished it. I, I thought the ending was interesting. In I don't know that dude to like open world games. He he does. Uh, he likes um, some of the Elder Scrolls games. I'm pretty sure. And like he other likes, than he likes New Vegas a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think New Vegas is his favorite Fallout. New Vegas kind of stands alone. Well, it's a fun game. I never yeah. got to play it because it kept glitching, so. I mean, didn't that just add to the fun, Rob? Nope. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. So, so that's what Rob's been playing. Yeah, and, and Digimon Story. Very, very platinumable game, Fallout 4. Not with the DLC now, because you'll obviously yeah. have to download some stuff. But do you feel like you would go for it, or is that... Because t- that, that could be another uh, 200 hours of content. So, yes. But I can't remember which profile I made that... Because I started a new PSN, and yeah. I don't know which PSN I started it on. <laughs> I think I started on my new one, my playthrough. Yes, that makes sense. Um, so I think I could do it. There's if you, a few if you, Did you buy the DLC? No. Because you can download it on your main account, and then your sub-account will be able to yeah, play it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy the DLC. Um, but what I'm thinking is I could platinum it, but the problem is that it, it requires you to do multiple playthroughs, or at least to start back a, a quite a ways on the existing playthrough. Yeah. But I'd like to do like a Rambo playthrough, where I'm just like... You, you're just killing just everybody trying to find sponge. your son? Yeah. Like, I just can't be killed, and anything in my way gets just annihilated with like explosives. So, uh, the cool. thing that kind of... like I started playing a survival mode file, which for the mm. first 20 levels is a very slow experience, because you are very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, but then at a certain point... You, when you get to the point where you can take a bullet to the arm and dish out damage equally, uh, it does become very fun, but mm. you do have to take it. Because f- if someone gets the drop on you, it's, it's yeah. over. I uh, finished Fallout 4 as a level 20 character. Yeah. So I didn't even, like... You, you you just keep leveling in that game. Oh, man. I could have yeah. leveled endlessly. But anyway, um, that's Fallout 4. I'm also playing Digimon Story. There's a new one coming Cyber out. Sleuth. I know. Yeah. The new one's the du- new Digimon World game. Um, so... There's clearly some sort of distinction that they're trying to make um, between all their different Even though series. all the Digimon World games have been vastly different than one another. Yeah, so yeah. this will be the fourth Digimon World, I think. Well, Cyber Sleuth was an RPG too, right? Cyber Sleuth is a turn-based RPG akin to what you would have played on World the DS. One, World 2 and 3 were also turn-based RPGs. World were very similar. Uh, Digimon World 1 and the new Digimon World game look like they're going to be very similar to okay, each so other. Okay, so more of a virtual pet. Yeah, So yeah. You, except you get two. Excuse me, Ooh. two of them for the first time, um, which is apparently a big selling point. Um, I'll probably pick up the new one. Can they one. stand on each other's shoulders? Don't know. They could DNA Digivolve, though, I bet. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, Fusion, ha. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth is, uh, I got it at the recommendation of one uh, Andrew um, of Sultans of Slam podcast. Yeah. And since he put that in his games of the year, I was like, yeah, I'll check that out. This is most surprising game of the yeah, year. I, I haven't played a Digimon yeah. game So you got hosed buying it on the PSN? No. Here's what happened. PSN, $60. It's priced out right now. Yeah. $60 Canadian. I'm sitting here like, there is no way this game is $60. There's got to be a better Uncle way. Bandai. Jump onto that Amazon.ca and guess what, baby? twenty nine ninety nine, Which is actually what the game is priced at. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. So I yeah. go and I bought it off PSN's Amazon. wacky, man. Dude, PSN, you could find amazing deals once in a blue moon, like with yeah. the flash sales. But aside from that, it's like... 
they're so slow to reprice anything on there that it's not even worth it half the time. Well, this, yeah, the thing we've talked about time and again on this podcast is why is there price parity? Why is if something is physically seventy dollars, why is it seventy dollars on the PSN? Yeah, it make it five dollars cheaper well, and entice it. me to buy it. I get it. You know, it's it's there to yeah. They're maximizing their profits exactly. But, but if you want you want people to download it, there's way less overhead reason. on it. Yeah. Uh, and then never mind the the retail price goes down and yeah there's price protections that go down for retail sure. first yeah. because they're stuck with the product right but a game like yeah. Digimon Story Cybersleuth that 43 people purchased <laughs> including me and and Andrew yeah. and uh, the island nation of Reed. Japan yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway that game is pretty interesting as far as a grinder goes like it's pretty much Persona 4 if but just worse if you're a Digimon fan yeah if i mean it, it like I was talking to Reed about it, and Reed was like, "Dude, don't get it. It sucks." And I was like, "Man, come on! Like, you got you got to be kidding me here." And he's like, "No, no, no. It's it's not very good. Trust me. Like, if you like breeding mechanics and like a really grindy kind of boring battle system, then then sure." And I was like, "Oh, it sounds like something for me then, for yeah. sure." Um, and so I picked it up against his, you know, uh, recommendation, um, and, and it's it's like not as deep as i thought it would be as far as the breeding mechanics go um it's actually really kind of um it's only like two directions you go forward uh to a point so you digivolve your monsters stronger and then at some point they can't go further without going backwards so you have to de-digivolve them so that they get like a stat boost and then you go to go back that was always the disconnect between the show and the video games was that digimon can become any other digimon there, there's like these crazy Digimon trees. Yeah, so the trees are still there. Like you can, you can digivolve depending on which Digimon you have. You can digivolve it to like one of usually it's one of three or one of five or six depending yeah. on what level. Okay, you're digivolving so Digimon to. games have not changed. Not really. It's pretty much standard fare for the RPG genre. They're apparently going to try to bring back the uh, the handheld little Tamagotchi things this year. That'd be right? interesting. The original Digimon, as it were. That's how they started. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, that game, Andrew, I don't know why you put it in your game of the year. He, well, he, he, I think he put it in there as most surprising. He was surprised he liked it. Wasn't that wasn't that the case? I think it was in his top five. Uh, maybe. But either way. Um, Kick a man while he's down. You know, it's, it's an okay game. It's not good. I would not recommend <laughs> purchasing it for anything less. Not on the PSN for $60. Anything yeah. less than $30. Or sorry, anything more than $30. You're getting ripped off. If you bought this on launch, you're an idiot. And <laughs> and there you go. That's my review of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. I'm almost done and I'm pretty sure. I'm about 30-something hours into it right now. It's about what you Interestingly, been playing it primarily on my Vita, even though I bought it on PS4 with remote play. Huh. Because... I just messed up. It's well, a messed up thing to do. It's such an easy game to play. Like, you know in Persona, how you can just do auto battle? Yeah. Exact same thing. Except here's the stupid part. You have to literally press auto battle every time you get into a battle. You can't just hit auto battle once and then it knows you're going to be in auto battle for the rest of it. That's the laziest thing I've this ever is, heard. It, like, I'm talking about you optimize, being lazy, not Optimize that. your game. For the only people. other game I know that has that is that Final Fantasy IV DS remake where you can set auto battle and every time you get into that. a battle. Okay, Don't sorry, talk about sorry. that game. The 3D one where they're all chibi. Don't talk about sorry, that game. Burned. Well, I guess it's that time where I talk about what I played. Yeah, probably. Probably yeah. good, you know. All right. Uh, so I fell into a let it die spiral after game of the year. Uh, stuck with that game. Got th- I'm in the late teens of the floors now. Wow, uh, I unlocked grade two characters, so your level two. cap is doubled. 
and the first ten floors become like a like an actual literal joke. Uh, you also start unlocking weapons that are far more deadly. Uh, guns and assault rifles and hmm. like fucking swords become more viable. Uh, you get better and better gear, and then uh, so the thing that's really drawing me into this game is something that Metal Gear Solid Five had, and that's the FOB, defend your base kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. In in Metal Gear Solid Five, you were kind of re uh, repurposing your we got all those materials and stuff. So you're repurposing your money and your materials, your units into making your base that much more uh, impenetrable. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the week, there'd be like a tally and it's like, okay, this many people tried to invade your base on the flip side, this many people, you invaded this many people's bases and it was all automatic and just on a list. And you'd be like, here's your rank for the week. And you've ranked up for the next week coming up. Idea being that now that you're in, let's say you went from a C to a B, you have to defend your base that much more. Uh, so that you can keep raising up, and then every time you raise up in a rank, if you do succeed, the rewards you get are insane. Uh, to the point where that game, if you just leave it to kind of play itself for a few weeks and come back to it, you'll have more. You'll have enough money and materials to make anything in the game. Like the game actually, people were really mad at it because this was a late update to that game. This wasn't in the game originally, mm-hmm. uh, and then people were mad that they'd come back to it after a week and like all my materials and money are gone. What the heck's going on here? Because they added this extra part of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. That they intended to be like something you are supposed to keep up on as you play, um, and I really embraced it and I really liked it. And uh, Let It Die kind of has these mechanics too. You uh, you go on weekly fights with different different nations. Uh, so Canada, uh, who I am a part of, uh, it's just Canada as a whole as a country. The states has each individual state, but Canada's Canada. Uh, we beat Germany pretty handedly. That got us a lot of money. Uh, we're in a battle with France right now, I believe it is. California did crush us though, like handedly. <clears throat> Uh, and if you participate in this or you don't, you get a huge gold and uh, SPTHIUM uh, reward, which allows you to upgrade your base, your waiting room. So you can have more fighters in your freezer. You can have uh, a higher bank capacity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This also makes it harder for someone to break your bank. Uh, and when someone breaks in, they steal some percentage of your total money in SPTHIUM. So the idea being that you spend as much as you can before you log out so that when people do run... SPLIFIUM? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's really neat. And then as you level up your your fighters, uh, your like little your your men and whatnot, yeah. and give them weapons, you put yeah, them in your freezer and you can set them to defend your train platform or your mm-hmm. waiting room. So these characters that you're leveling up, when you switch off characters or switch to a different type of character, yeah. you can kind of outfit them and put them on your platform. And when people invade you, they have to deal with your stable of fighters. They have to fight them. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of neat. It's deeper than I thought. That's what she yeah, said. That's, that's um, right. Uh, and then if someone attacks you, you can always go for revenge. It shows you who they were, and you can go attack their waiting room, nice. and you can just go back and forth. Yeah, uh, you can attack people at complete random. You can go on rescue missions to save other people's captured fighters. You can go and capture fighters, or you can fight in the... Like I said, we're fighting with France right now. It'll yeah. randomly give you someone from France to go F up. Nice. Um, and that will... You know, you get more rewards because obviously you're in a in a battle. So that's that's the meta game of Let It Die. On top of it being a really really cool uh, roguelike dungeon crawler. Every week, some of the levels reset. Some of them are always the same. The map layout is the same. Yeah. The ones that you go off to the side uh, are randomized. I found out there, there's a merchant that appears on a random floor on these sides. Uh, you're also more likely to be invaded by a hunter uh, on the side. So basically, I can also go in and be like, uh, this guy. I'm gonna attack him with this fighter, and my How fighter will. That... How would that work if it doesn't need online? It does need online. Doesn't you can disconnect from the internet? Oh, really? And play it. I didn't know that. Or at I guess you just miss out least, on all that. At the very least, you don't need PlayStation Plus. You don't need play. PlayStation Plus. You do need internet, as far as I know. You, I don't know that. No, this you're game right. Will... You're right about internet because yeah. the game is constantly ser- saving to a server. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. 
you're right about the internet, but PlayStation Plus it does not need because mm-hmm. I could still play it if I if I didn't delete it off of yeah. my PlayStation. There's a few games like that. Um, I'm pretty sure like Final Fantasy XIV is the same deal. If you're paying for a subscription, they don't yeah. they they don't check you for PSN Plus. As an aside, uh, you mentioned California, and it reminded California. me that um, Genesis Four does. It's happening. It's happening this weekend. But anyway. Thank you, Rob. That's it. Uh, okay, so that's Let It Die. Still a yeah. great game. Uh, I was happy to learn that after you beat the first major boss, uh, the environments actually change. You go onto the surface. So you're, the whole idea of the Tower of Barbs is it's like a... It's Tokyo built into a tower. So the first ten levels are like mashed together metro tunnels. Then after that, you're kind of on like a surface level with stores and like just post-apocalyptic town bullshit. And then I'm curious to see if it goes to, like, a city or something after that. That'd be cool. It, the game keeps you playing. Plus, there's, like, uh, there's a noticeable... Once you beat that first boss and you get the grade 2 characters, everything it basically becomes hard mode. You start mm-hmm. getting better gear, better uh, materials you're picking up. These materials you've been looking for for hours, you finally start picking them up by, the like, the truckload. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, upgrade time. You upgrade all your stuff. you got characters that are leveled, you know, 40, 50, and you're nice. just feeling good. It has a good ramp. I uh, did not really... I thought it was an interesting game. It was cool, yeah. uh, but I just like uninstalled it after I played it like three times. It's fine. Uh, I've gotten a lot of people really into it. I'm like, listen, <clears throat> the moment you're feeling like you're like, I think I'm good. Stick with it for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've won a lot of people over to that game. It's a lot of fun, and the free to play stuff is it works really oh, well nice. in yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple times I've been uh, I feel like I got cheaped out. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them when you get break into a sprint. Once you've been sprinting for a few seconds, you can do a double foot drop kick. Uh, which is the X button, which is also how you actually go up an escalator. So I was being chased by, like, six screamers and a hunter at one point, and he was, like, level 99, so he was going to one-shot me if he touched me. I've beaten level 99s as a level 27. You just got to chip away at them. Mm-hmm. But if they touch you once, it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I run, I'm run. i running to this escalator, and instead of tapping the stick again to cancel my sprint to go up the escalator, I double-foot drop-kicked and then ate a katana to the head, and that cost me 50 cents, basically, is the way to think of it. Uh, so, like any arcade game, uh, you will you will get cheaped up. Uh, anyway, let's talk about other games. Pokemon Moon. Uh, I've gotten to the fourth island, being Pony Island in that uh, in that game. Uh, it kind of showed its hand you with. Haven't finished that game yet? I haven't fi- I've been slow slow rolling that game, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been breeding and uh, catching every Pokemon I can. Um, good times. I made a Shelter that oh, yeah. is just I full EV valued him for defense, so he's just you can't you can't fuck with that Shelter. <laughs> Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with that and slowly taking in the story. Uh, at this point, basically the story of Pokemon Sun and Moon, one plot is that they are this island nation that wants to get a Pokemon League and be recognized, uh, have their trainers recognized worldwide. Uh, another side of it is that there are two organizations. There's Team Skull that are basically just criminals, and then the Aether Foundation. Uh, Aether! And they, uh, their whole thing is they're trying to open wormholes to get at these ultra-Pokemon space beasts that are from other dimensions and shit. And Pokemon's oh, yeah. flirted with this before. Pokemon Platinum had some of that garbage with Giratina there, where it's like, we gotta go into the space dimension! Uh, this game is more like, we're gonna tear the fabric of space and time apart to find really strong Pokemon, and then we're gonna fight them. Uh, in a in a in something that feels very Final Fantasy VII-esque, like when the weapons get activated, it's like the Earth is in trouble, so all these monsters start popping out of the sky. Uh, has kind of that going on for it. So kind of more of an, an intriguing Pokemon story that... Uh, drips itself out throughout the course of the game rather mm-hmm. than old Pokemon stories where, oh, it's time to deal with the criminal organization. There's a little more gray area uh, in this game. Not that the Pokemon story is something that, you know, you would write home about on any given time. I mean, it is what it is, right? Same thing with, like, Digimon. It's like, yeah, 
it's you you know what you're getting into if you've played this game before or if you've played anything in the series before as I, far as the story goes i like uh in the digimon world games especially how the digimon world is always represented where there's you know there's all kinds of topography but one thing is consistent you'll be in the middle of the jungle and there'll be cables running everywhere yeah man. And you're like what the hell's going on here yeah. uh that that's always a really neat aesthetic that all the digimon games have <clears throat> um yeah i'm assuming cyber sleuth is cyber sleuth is no uh is no it's exception takes place in like Japan, like in, like you go to like Shinjuku and other such areas, and other places in Japan. Uh, in Japan, I don't know if these are prefectures or cities or I don't even know if I Shinjuku used... would be like it's a part of Tokyo. So I guess it takes place in Tokyo. Then. Not not a borough per se, like like you would. There's know Shibata like... and Shinjuku. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I guess you're in Tokyo. The prefectures are like the provinces. They're the the, the bigger areas. <clears throat> so interestingly, in those areas, there's like little little like portals to the digital realm, or like sure the digital. Did everybody world, know about like, these? Like you can just go it. to the digital. No, realm. they don't really know about it. You. It's a weird story. I don't know. It's not even worth getting into. It. Speaking of weird stories, I played Watch Dogs too. Oh, yeah. Play the game for about four or five hours. Four or five minutes. Four or five minutes. Yeah. So, uh, your character's name is Marcus. Did you finish the game? He goes by... Re- I finished the game. No. In four hours. Uh, I definitely dressed him as ridiculous as possible. He's wearing a leather vest mm-hmm. and, like, uh, one of them biker I was, helmets. I was talking to somebody about this. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my friend, green Crocs. My friend, my roommate that, that um, I record... Or sorry, that... Um, I, I often, record when he sleeps. Austin plays games with. Yeah. Um, I, I play a lot of NHL with him. Um, I actually, we actually have a spreadsheet of our um, respective win and loss ratios. Why don't you just make a season? With what teams? Well, because I mean, it, we're playing on his friend's copy of the game, but which is digital, and we can only play when he's offline. And it's just like this whole stupid thing. Anyway, so <clears throat> yeah, it's like a really just like poor person setup. That but, game was on sale for like fifty dollars for three months. You couldn't like split, no, split it. No, okay, no. Anyway, so. I was talking to him about you, actually. Oh, God. I was like, so, Lee, who I happened to record my podcast with, I was like, you know, we, um, I went over to his place this one time, because my, my roommate's playing WWE, like, yeah. UK16, I think. You told time. him about the... And the, I was like, I told him chamber. about the, the, yeah. the, no, Glitch I didn't match. tell him about the Elimination Chamber, I told him about the Time Ranger, yeah. and the White Ranger, and the Weed Goblin, and all these crazy, and this crazy story that you came up with, and he was like... What was this guy smoking when you when he came up with this? I was like, I don't know, man. But we need to get way, some. <laughs> I was like, either way, yeah. here's what's interesting about Lee compared to, compared to my roommate. Yeah. So my roommate's going through the created characters, and he's downloading all the like ones that are like real wrestlers, wrestlers. that are just redone, not featured like, in the game. Yeah, yeah, or like or like Kurt cool, Angle, like and, yeah. cool wrestlers that like they're take they're very serious. Like someone designed this with from a very serious to part fit of their into brain. the game yeah. yeah whereas you will do like oh look there's spider-man versus donald trump versus barack obama in a triple threat match yep like i'm gonna make that that's always been me so, wrestling yeah so like yeah. i was like i'm pretty sure that if there's the option to be ridiculous you will oftentimes go that road yes whereas myself and especially my roommate we will go the more serious route where it's like this is this is serious. I'm taking this game very seriously. So it depends on the kind of game. I'm uh, always serious. I I will always approach a. <clears throat> I don't believe in laughter. Uh, a game that's not <laughs> that's not taking itself seriously or is otherwise not a good game. So wrestling is a bad game. Absolutely. So my whole thing is I have fun with the game because the game is not fun on its own. 
Okay. Uh, with something like Watch Dogs going into it, that's just a matter of, I need to go to the clothing store and buy some pants. Well, it's like Grand Theft Auto, right? uh, That's my mission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the sillier, the better. Like, you know, if you can, if I can spray paint my gun pink, why wouldn't I do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Watch Dogs, the, ga- the game's asking to, like, anyone who takes the, ga- the game Watch Dogs too seriously, I don't want to meet that person. Uh, the, the characters in the game are terrible assholes. Everybody are, is murderers. Uh, the game doesn't even really acknowledge these terrible things that you are, you are doing. Uh, you know, you get a stun gun at the beginning and your whole thing is you're, you're a hacktivist. You hack the, you hack the CEO's thing and you, you make it so he donates $20 million to leukemia research. Well, that sounds like you're a good guy, but then the game allows you to, you know, beat the living crap out of a cop, steal his gun, shoot him in the head, steal his car, drive on the sidewalk, murder a bunch of people. Mm. Uh, it lets you do that kind of stuff, is too. That, is that unscripted, though? So, like, for ex- is that part of a scripted mission? So it's a, the scripted mission so is... So the game gives you all the different tools you would want. You can go stealth, you can go non-lethal, you can go lethal, you mm-hmm. can call in a gang strike on someone so you don't have to do anything. You can fly in a drone, you can control a remote control car and jump in people's faces. The game lets you do all that kind of stuff and doesn't really narratively mention if you go full lethal. If you mm. if you, you 3D print guns in the game, because you do. It's a real thing. Uh, and they all have names. It's a so real like thing. The, you get the gun and it's like the the noob killer. Like it's it, real bad. Real bad. These are shitty, shitty, shitty people. Uh so uh narratively I'm looking at this this game. You are this guy who's trying to improve in in uh impress DeadSec, this hacker group, which was a an organization that was in the first watchdogs, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You weren't part of it though. Nope. Uh Aiden Pierce is also mentioned in this game and he's like a a, a folk hero. Like he's He's the real deal. He done it. And if you remember what Aiden Pierce did, it was he used his cell phone to hack a city and murder a bunch of people. Yeah. This is who they're looking up to. I just remember the best part of Watch Dogs 1 was the ending when you had to choose between sparing that guy or killing him. And what'd you do? I killed him. <laughs> I fucking murdered him. So you see what I'm getting at. I'm pretty sure I did. Because I remember we talked about it when, like, because Watch Dogs was pretty much a release game or a release window game, wasn't it? No. It was a year after her, I think. Oh, 2014 Jesus. or so. I don't remember. But anyway, I remember when we when we played it, when it first came out, we talked about it on the show. And I don't remember the circumstances, so I can't say what exactly what I did. But I'm pretty sure I just fucking murdered that guy. Like, cold Jesus blood. Christ, didn't give Rob. a shit. Um, if I'm not mistaken. You killed that guy. Well, it was because he did something. He, like, killed your family or something like that, right? He's been, like, terrorizing your family. And didn't he kill your niece or something? Yeah, there was, like, a car accident. Or he, I, like, killed your whatever, family member. Whatever. And I was like... So this game, this game takes two things that people had a complaint with in the first game is like you can't really customize your character. In the first game, it was like, hey, here's thirty different outfits that are the same outfit, different colors. Yeah. This is like, you know, you can get new bags, shoes, hats. Well, that's because they were having uh, Assassin's Creed syndrome with the yeah. first watchdog. So I, I took myself to the biker, the biker place. I got a full out biker outfit. Chaps first, and all. yes, butless absolutely chaps. not buttless, uh, even well, though it's San Francisco. Uh, and then I. Uh, and, and they play up the San Francisco. Don't you worry. Uh, this game is shitty in all the right ways. You have a cell phone. You can download apps. They make you arbitrarily pay for them. Like, you're carrying around five grand from the start of the game. Mm. But you have to download your apps. And they're like $4. You uh, download one that lets you steal music that you hear. Uh, so it's got some neat ideas. Some of the missions are also kind of ripped from the headlines and, and the way the Grand Theft Auto does it. Except this one yeah. doesn't present it as a satire. It presents it um, as we are actually doing these things. I remember just now the second best part of Watch Dogs 1. Was when uh, Cream 
of the Wu-Tang Clan. That's right. Came on so this scripted event. This has stuff like that, too. Nice. You steal Depending what is basically what the, the, the Knight Rider car at one point from this movie set, and it starts playing Planet Earth by Duran Duran. So okay. Ubisoft's still doing a lot of that bullshit. But they're ripping that off from other Themselves. Games. Far Cry does it. Far Cry. Um, before Far Cry did that, um, Max Payne. Sure. Max uh, Payne, though, Rockstar used not licensed music, per se. They used... They they used specific their thing. Rockstar's thing is Grand Theft Auto Four started it mm-hmm. was like we're gonna put in music that we listen to, uh, which makes the world of Grand Theft Four seem like. But I mean, during a scripted event, yeah, in the game, putting where, it where Mafia it, does it too. That specific song is there specifically for that sequence. Yeah, it's not like you just have the radio playing. Well, and you can this has that. You, you're listening. To I yeah. want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. So you have a media player on your phone, and uh, when you play it, you have like a list of so- all the songs you have. You start with, and then the ones you steal, and he mm-hmm. puts in his earbuds, and you're like listening to it over everything else. When he goes to talk to anybody, he takes them out of his ears. That's cool. Uh, you can pet dogs. Um, can you shoot them? You, I, I haven't tried. Why would I try to shoot a dog? I wouldn't try either, but I figure from everything you're telling me, you probably could. No, I've actually avoided killing any dogs. They didn't do anything wrong. It's like in Fallout, where you come across a child and you're like, you little shit, you Uh, try and shoot him, it doesn't work. So I'm role-playing this character. uh, He's trying to eradicate all the homeless people in San Francisco. So I viciously, without a bait in, murder any homeless people I see in this game. And then take selfies with them. I'm just like, and then you get followers. Uh... So, so that's this is me. That's my thing. That's my meta game. I put on this. It's is, interesting uh, I'm that gonna, he's get, gonna, yeah. You get like followers. You said you're like you're a criminal. You are a supervillain <laughs> yeah. in this game. Well, you are. Yeah, I am. But no, I would, a, the other I think people I would you work play that with differently than you. Uh, and then it still has the multiplayer modes, where someone can invade you and hack you, and you got to find them, which is fine, cool. It interrupts you in the middle of doing other stuff. Yeah, but, it did that in the first one. Uh, yeah, absolutely, it did. But uh, so the game is a little clumsy. Uh, driving, moving around, general open world stuff, especially coming off of Mafia 3, which didn't do anything to innovate, but mm-hmm. was fine. Like, was just, like, no problems. The invasion thing, I was talking to somebody at uh, our friend Ashley's uh, birthday yeah. party there, and uh, this guy was telling, he was talking about Watch Dogs 1, and said that he had somebody invade his game and kill him, and that just, like, completely turned him off to the game. Like, basically never played it again after that. Yeah. From that one death, and I was like, "Well, it's a single pl- single player game that suddenly forces you into a PvP scenario, yeah, which isn't I was for like, everybody." That's not fair to to the player, but it's also not fair to the game to just stop playing after one death, right? It's like uh, it's like making yeah. it to Super Mario, or it's like playing Super Mario until you get to the first Bowser, like original Super Mario Bros. You get to Bowser. Hits you with the fireball, and you're like, where'd that fireball come from? That's it, it's over. It's, it's cheap. It's yeah. cheap. It's cheap, I don't like it. Uh, my favorite is, the person who's hacking you will appear like a random civilian, and they see you, and they're trying to make themselves seem like an NPC, which was a la Assassin's Creed Brotherhood yeah. multiplayer, if you remember, uh, but where, where everybody was one of five people, and you're just yeah. trying to look the same. Yeah. In this case, they're just disguised as a civilian, so what I like to do is, if I don't immediately see someone acting erratic or driving in a car in a way that an NPC wouldn't, is to pull out a gun and start shooting everyone. Like, just... See just, who runs. Yeah, and see who runs. And it's, you know, violent, yeah. but kind of funny. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of really funny. That's funny. It's a video game. Yeah. Uh, so you're, I was in a car dealership and someone started hacking me. And I look and I'm like, they're in the vicinity of this car dealership. They're very well in this car dealership with me. So I pull out a, a pistol and just start kill, killing everyone in this car dealership. And then suddenly this dude sprints out and runs into a car and starts to drive away. And I'm like, oh! Um, so that game's funny. Uh, in, in 
all the wrong ways. Uh, you get new phone abilities. You're kind of hindered by how much battery life you have, uh, mm-hmm. but you can actually remote control any car. So if a car is driving in front of you, you can actually use your phone t- to slam on its brakes. Uh, another favorite was if you have, like, if there's a car parked, let's say there's like, a gang hideout, uh, and you want to, like, cause some trouble, you can remote control a car, James Bond, like, Tomorrow Never Dies mm-hmm. style, and just start killing people with a car. Um, so that's kind of fun. The other thing I bought was the gang attack, which doesn't seem like you can do it to any civilian. Uh, it has to be, like, a cop or a, uh, uh, someone who's hostile towards you. Mm. Uh, but you basically call in this gang attack, and you're like, hey, I found your snitch, and then a car pulls up, and everybody's going to start beating the shit out of somebody. Uh, the game has a pretty, pretty cool skill tree. Um, the thing that will keep you playing the game is the, finding out the new abilities, uh, there's also a very good variety in the missions, especially what they start you out in the beginning of the game with. Uh, a big problem of open world games is the first little bit, they don't want to get you too involved with all the mechanics of the game. In this case, they're like, listen, there's a million different ways to do this mission. You only have a small little bit amount of it available to you right now, so it's up to you if you want to go do a different mission and come back once you've leveled up a bit, or use what you have at your disposal to actually get this done. Hmm. So the beginning of the game, without a lot of your hacker abilities, you are physically... Uh, sending yourself into the fray and beating the living shit out of people, but later you have RC cars and drones and yeah. the ability to manipulate a building with uh, without ever stepping a foot inside. See, so, I think my problem with games that like allow you to have the skill tree or um, play in like a stealthy way is that I will always opt for the stealthy way, like hundred yeah. percent of the time. So I will always do it that. The way. first game was good at giving you uh, a lot of stuff up front. What I ended up doing in the first game was there was a lot of cutting people off at the pass or something's coming. Take care of it. missions and using your hacker abilities you would be able to halt your enemies and then you get a grenade launcher in that game so basically what it became what it came down to is you just you hunker down you turn the lights off with your hacker abilities you blow up a steam pipe whatever you're going to do then you just clean them up with a grenade launcher uh and at a certain point in that game for eight straight hours you're like this is i don't think i'll ever find a better strategy than than this to to go loud and fast Mm -hmm. uh which is something that worked in Metal Gear solid five as well when you realize that if i kill people as they are alerted to me uh I, I can get away with it to the point where you're sprinting through these towns and as people are seeing you you're shooting them in the face you're like i feel like an absolute badass uh so i'm hoping watchdogs 2 gets to that point it, it hasn't yet the first game was gives you more up front but the yeah. only issue is is that's all there was um, uh mercenaries 2 reminds me of that too where it's just like they gave you the rocket launcher for the first mission what more is there uh yeah so watchdogs 2 is is a good a good iteration on the first game. I don't know that it's the same leap that Assassin's Creed 2 was to Assassin's Creed 1. Like, the proof of concept just built upon. Uh, but this feels like a, a viable IP that they could revisit every every so often. They'll do it every yeah. every two years or three there's, years. There's a lot of work put into here. Like, the, they, sure. they you know, have bootleg memes everywhere. Uh, like, their do. version of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, those, ki- those main characters are real shitty. Yeah. Uh, they're the worst uh, <clears throat> you could expect. But, uh... Um, I'm hoping there's a twist. I'm hoping Man. this game has, like, an insane twist worth, worth like... Because right now, like, you're just kind of being a bunch of shitty millennials. Yeah. Remember how I <laughs> borrowed uh, Attack on Titan from Which you? Which you didn't bring back, yeah? No, I forgot about it. Um, I haven't f- quite finished it yet completely. I was planning on doing a Platinum Trophy run on it, and then I found out that to do that, you have to collect every single item in the game. Oh. Um, which requires a lot of additional hours that I really don't feel like putting in. But... What ended up happening was um, I had this moment when I was in the epilogue missions. So I finished the main story up to the point where it goes. And then um, it's going to tie in a few issues of the manga, which will be the beginning of season two. Yeah. Um, in the anime. 
Um, you're doing those those missions, the epilogue missions, and I had this moment where I was like, I think I'm like 20 hours in, and this is just Dynasty Warriors. Like yeah, it's it always was. It's it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. The online mode apparently is really cool. <clears throat> I've heard whatever, man. Game. I'm just like, this is silly. So I I was like, I'm done with this, man. I, I, I 20 hours in, I killed like a, I don't know, like. 25,000 titans or something like that. I'm just like... <laughs> they just keep coming, man. Yeah, it's like, why, why, why is this happening? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, that game... Video uh, games coming out. Uh, this Tuesday is kind of a big one. This previous Friday, Dragon Quest Eight came out on the 3DS. Right. Uh, as well as Gravity Rush 2 was released on the PS4. Hard to find in Canada. Sony was just like, it'll do terrible up there. I don't know why. Probably because no one played uh, the first one. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Is out on Tuesday, Rob. I know you like Kingdom Hearts. I do, but I don't uh, like having 33 <laughs> words added to the, each game. Uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, or as they like to stylize it, R- Resident E7 Biohazard, uh, which would be on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. A notable release because it's the first, let's say, arguably uh, AAA series that will be a fully playable game in VR. This is a oh, 10 yeah. to 12 hour game that you can play entirely in VR. 10 hours, 70 bucks. Yeah. I mean, not what the people it's a Resident want. Evil game. People are going to beat Resident Evil games in, in an hour. I'm yeah. just saying. I saw someone beat Resident Evil 4 in 50 minutes. Like, how? How? I mean... Uh, Tales of Berseria. Uh, another Tales of game. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza I, 0 is coming out. Who the hell buys those Tales of games? Do people still buy Tales of Tales of fans do. It's a, it's a niche. Fans. It's like Atelier games. They just... There's a, there's a group of people that just buy those games. There's like 40 of them. Yeah. 40 43. Yeah. 43 people <laughs> bought this game. Uh, Yakuza 0, which is the prequel to the Yakuza series, uh, was out on the PS3 in Japan, is being ported to the PS4 here. It looks pretty good. I'm going to pick up that game. I think that looks... 1988 Tokyo. Never just being got a, into that series at It's kind of got a little bit of everything. Like, it's a beat-em-up game, yeah, but, but it it's also like got all the Shenmue. Has yeah. Like, yeah, no, I know a little bit about it. I just never got into the series, but... Um, uh, and then beyond that, uh, Double Dragon 4, if you remember, is coming out at the end of the month. Uh, Digimon World Next Order is on the 31st. Uh, and then I'll wait till that one's thirty bucks. Yeah, and then we'll talk about you know February is pretty loaded as well. Uh, but Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game, will be on the second of February. I don't think it, I don't think people are gonna fav- leave favorable reviews for that either. We'll see, especially if we'll they talk do about the, that in a bit the, the Nintendo way of it. Uh, so Rob, it's not every week we have a new. Nintendo console to talk about last Thursday Feels like it's every or the week, 12th though. not even last Thursday two Thursdays ago remember in 2000 and what nine yeah when it felt like every week there was a new you're fading console? Rob you're fading away from the microphone it was like <laughs> it was like all right guys we got the Nintendo DS all right we got the DSi all right we got the DSi okay so the thing, the thing you have to remember is that when the DS was announced it was the third pillar don't it was care. the third console. Don't care. How many times do I have to get a new iteration of the same fucking? No, thing but their, their whole thing was going to be that there was going to be a ga- there was the GameCube, dude. There I, was the I've Game Boy Advance. Off. I've written off Nintendo completely at this. point. Well, your dog ate your 3DS. Otherwise, you'd probably no, still be I, playing. It. I would have it, but I don't think I would play it. I, the only thing I was playing on at the time was Smash Bros. What's wrong with Fire Emblem? I finished it. But there's two other Fire Emblem games. Yeah, though. but I I don't have a 3DS. I'm not going to spend 200 bucks to play one. That doesn't know? mean that doesn't discredit your experience with the games when you played them. There were a handful of first party titles that I enjoyed, but that's it. And I would not. But that's buy Nintendo a console in a nutshell. For it. I would not buy yeah. a console for those. So did you watch the Nintendo titles. presentation? No, I not don't even care. curious. Don't even give shit. Yeah, I saw something on Jimmy Fallon about this, and then I was like, 
good enough for good enough for me. I was like, what the Reggie? Get the fuck off my Jimmy Fallon. And then I saw this. Someone talking about how when that thing is lifted outside of its little dock, how it's basically a f- piece of shit. Uh, like, it's slow as fuck, apparently, uh, uh, comparatively. It, it runs like 40% power or something like that. Or 40% uh, so, GPU processing. So the... Uh, Out of its dock, it's a Game Boy. Inside of the dock, it's a console. It's a GameCube. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's a console from 15 years ago. I'm sitting here like... Are you kidding me right now, Nintendo? You're talking about putting Skyrim on this game. That's a game that's six years old at this point, almost. Like, okay, so we've cares? talked about that before. Who cares anymore? Uh, so we're going to talk about Nintendo for Nintendo's sake. What this console is, and I'm going to basically pitch the presentation to you. Pitch as, it. I'm going to destroy uh, it. Okay. Let's. Can hear you it. wait till the end? Sure. So we can like, get through it. Okay. So, what is the Nintendo Switch? The Nintendo Switch is a tablet console. Uh, that's called an iPad. It, it, it could be an iPad. It's a little more powerful than an iPad. Yeah, that's credit where credit's due. They're going to wait till the end. They're going to wait till the end. iPad Pro. You ever held one of those things? Seven hundred bucks. Let's go. <laughs> Seven hundred bucks. Yeah. What do you to watch porno in the bathroom? What do you? What do you? What do you need to? Anyway, Pro? continue. All right. So uh, they led the the presentation. Uh, first of all, it was from Japan, uh, and it was broadcast I heard, worldwide. I heard it was. I heard uh, from one of my coworkers. Yeah. She's like, my boyfriend watched it, and. It was he and I watched it with him, and it was the most bizarre thing in the world. It was very, very Japanese, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, so, they do that." No Miyamoto, uh, the president, the new president showed up for a little bit. Uh, no <coughs> Reggie, no obviously because Reggie's from America. Uh, but what this was was it was a lot of producers and stuff that I didn't necessarily recognize, but it was like the Japanese staff of mm-hmm. Nintendo, uh, and they were showing the thing off, and they had a lot to get to. So first of all, they talked about the date. Obviously, this was on January twelfth. So you know what pisses me off? What's that, that fucking commercial? Which they, commercial? They, I don't watch the TV. The one that they showed off for the Nintendo Switch. They had an esports theme to it. They're like, hey, there's a team of people who oh, have, yeah. who are playing <laughs> that Ink game. What's it called? Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon. They're playing Splatoon in an esports team. Well, I mean, there Get was the fuck out of there here. was events. There was Splatfest and stuff. Get out of here! But it's just for people who play. How Splatoon. many people play that game? Fourteen. Enough. Forty-three. Enough people play that game. Jesus, fuck. I hate Nintendo. Well, it's like you look at a game like Paragon on PS4, which is a... Uh, no one's playing that either, man. No, no, millions of people Who are playing that. playing that game? Millions of people. Broke people, maybe. I don't know. It's No, not even the case, dude. I can't believe It's a free-to-play, but people are buying, just like League of Legends and Dota, like, if you build it, they will come. Uh, but let's talk about the Switch. Sorry. Obviously, this is not a console for Rob. No. Uh, we, I, we've established I, this. Every single turn, I will refute that this is a good console. Anyone buying it? I think you're wasting your money. I'm just going to say that right now. But where else are you going to play Zelda and Mario? Who cares? They're the same game. They've been the same game for 25 years. <laughs> so the Nintendo Switch. Rob, hold Kay. your comments to the end. Okay. I'm going to tell you all about this I'm thing. Holding. And then you'll know what it is. You didn't watch the presentation. It's a tablet. It's not just a tablet. <clears throat> it's it's a tablet you can put joysticks on. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but you can also plug it into your TV and just use a controller. Which is the thing I had to keep reminding myself during this entire presentation. So, Nintendo Switch will release on March 3rd. The MSRP in the United States will be $300. Uh, That's in, a good price to start at. Except in Canada, oh, it's going to no. be $400. Oh, no. Which isn't actually how the exchange rate works. Uh, no. And the exchange rate has been falling. So, they're hosing us at a certain point here. Uh, Nintendo Switch will feature various online services, free trial period uh, before going paid in fall 2017. Now, let me tell you something about Nintendo. They are absolute jokers charging for an online service anyone who's ever played a game of smash brothers on their online service it it doesn't it simply doesn't work it's not worth playing it's a waste of your time so nintendo 
ran it in with how much you're charging for this damn online service. How much is it? Uh, we don't know yet. It's going to be free until going paid in fall of 2017. <clears throat> uh, Nintendo Switch will be region free. Uh, so games will launch worldwide. That's the first time they've yeah. done that. Uh, the other consoles have been region free in the past. Which? Uh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. What was region? What else was region free? I'm pretty sure they, that's their they first switched region. to it. Didn't, wasn't the DS region free? No, man. I don't think so. Anyway, maybe, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. The DS might be region free. So when I'm referring to Switch consoles, that's the tablet. The tablet okay. is the console. Okay. All the guts. The dock is a dock. It's a charging dock. Yeah. Everything that the console does is stored in the tablet. Right. So, up to eight Nintendo Switch consoles can be connected for local wireless multiplayer. So, that would be like the 3DS has. Yeah, for if example. you want to play Splatoon on the Yeah, exactly, team. on the eSports team. Fucking. Uh, square button on the left Joy-Con confirmed to be a capture button. What's the Joy-Con? The Joy-Con are the, the ears, like snap-on to the, the to controller. The yes. Okay. And okay. it's on the left? It's there's a square a, button? So, so, there's a left and a right. Okay. Uh, there's a the raised stick, raised stick, D-pad, lowered stick, regular face buttons. Oh, so like GameCube. Yeah, and then it has two two on the back. So it's essentially with a screen in the middle, a Xbox 360 controller. Who told them that people wanted to be looking at their hands when? Uh, fuck it. Anyway. You don't, but you don't have to. So the thing again, you have to consider is that you don't. You can play this thing plugged into the television forever. But if you decide you can need you to go just, take a mad can shit, you snap those two controllers together and play on the mini controller that's yeah. too small. Uh, but you, or you could just keep them apart because that that thing that you're connecting them to doesn't do anything. It's a piece uh, of plastic to hold them together. You can hold them at your side, whatever. Uh, anyways, the square button on the left Joy-Con is gonna be a capture button. So there's just a button here, which is a share button now. Video and screenshots. Yeah. Um, Upload to Nintendo's proprietary service. That <laughs> sucks. Right. Uh, the Joy Cons confirmed to have gyro motion controls, so they do track movement. The two the two wand things. Joy Cons will come in a, uh, color variations: neon blue, red. Others to be determined. Joy Cons contain a motion IR camera, which can detect hand movements from a distance. So the thing they showed specifically with this is that it can pick up uh, gestures. So that if you hold the Joy-Con out and do, like, rock, paper, scissors, the controller knows if you're doing rock, paper, or scissors. Uh, it's, a, it's an IR, essentially. Not quite like the Wiimote. Um, Interesting. Joy-Cons will feature HD rumble technology for advanced haptic feedback. So there are a line of haptic feedback sensors in this that they're referring to as HD rumble. It's something like the Xbox One controllers has. It's something that the PS4 controllers wish they fucking had. Uh, and that it can vibrate different parts of the controller... Uh, and using this HD thing, I know one of the demos they showed was, hey, pick up these two Joy-Cons and pretend you're holding a box. How many balls are in that box? And you would roll them around and you could feel them hitting the corners of your controllers. Hmm. Whatever. Hmm. Uh, so, these Joy-Con also have a, uh, in each of the analog sticks, I think it is, has NFC uh, readers, which are the Amiibo readers. They also said that the Pro Controller, uh, in and of itself, will have a NFC reader in the analog stick. So, Amiibos... Aren't going away anytime soon. Uh, and not only that, they're going to be in every controller you're holding rather than having to go to the gamepad and hitting it. Uh, so Amiibos obviously have been pretty good for them. Um, so this game has a million different ways to play. The thing that Nintendo 7 they got on stage was this console will have parts of all of our consoles in it. Uh, and they literally showed a graphic where they piled all of the Nintendo consoles in a heap and then lit it on fire. No. Um, unfortunately, the thing they started with was most recent history being Wii U and Wii and showed off a series of gimmick games. Uh, so the thing you have to remember and the thing that they keep saying is, Hey, every game that you are seeing, uh, that could, that isn't just a gimmick can be played with a pro controller. You can sit on your couch, no motion controls, no tablet needed, but we're going to tell you about the gimmick shit first and foremost. 
so the, what you're going to get for 300 US dollars is the console, the dock, two Joy-Con, either blue and red or gray and gray. Um, they snap Wait, yeah. for one per- person to play, or two? Is that two controllers? So like, those controllers are for one person to play. Some games, oh, other games are two, available. Yeah, two Joy Cons for one person for some games. Other games are playable by putting the Joy Cons on their side. There are buttons inside the rail that you can also snap on a wristband to make them bigger, more pronounced buttons. And let's say we're playing Mario Kart. Let's say we go on a vacation to a hotel somewhere. We're hanging out in robes. We're drinking brandy, seeing what develops. And I'm like, hey, do you want to play some Mario Kart? I set the tablet. It has a kickstand. Put it on the table. I hand you one Joy-Con. I hold the other Joy-Con. We hold them sideways. Okay. Uh, whoever gets the right Joy-Con is fucked it's because like it sticks use. in the middle of the thing. Yeah, it's like the we. Yeah. We, uh, we turn them sideways and we're, and we're playing yeah, that. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you decide you're done playing. I can then take those Joy-Cons and immediately play it with both of them, snap them onto the side of the controller, or plug the console into the TV and use whatever uh, orientation of, of controllers I want to use. Uh, the battery life was said to be three to five hours depending on the game you're playing. Which is like... 3DS XL, the first 3DS XL had about a three to five hour battery life. Um, and again, that's entirely on what you're doing with it. Also, the controllers have to charge. Also, that thing that comes with it doesn't charge the controllers. That's a separate purchase. And the thing that is criminal here is the price they are charging for these accessories. Wait, what? You can't charge your controllers unless you buy an accessory to charge them? So with? that You know that cradle you were talking about? Yeah. People assume that you snap things into that and it charges the controllers. Just the console. That's a piece of plastic. It doesn't do anything. I assume when you tr- you snap it onto the ears of the console that the console powers the Joy-Cons or charges them. Uh, otherwise, you have to plug them with USB to charge them? I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. Um, th- how much, Rob, do you think they are charging for a wired Pro Controller? $69.99 in Canada. More expensive than a PS4 A pair of controller. Joy-Con controllers. The two ears. It's more you can expensive buy the- than a PS4 controller, man. Yep, it is. Uh, the two Joy-Cons. The, t- the two little ones. Yeah. You heard HD rumble, IR sensor, all this thing stands with. You get two of them in a box, two wrist straps. How much does that cost? I don't know. Ninety nine ninety nine Canadian. <clears throat> the charging dock. You know that piece of plastic I said that's not going to yeah. do anything, so you need the charging Forty grip. bucks. Forty bucks is correct. Yeah. Now yeah. you're thinking like Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I regret everything. I hate Nintendo. That's real bad. That means that if Nintendo you're... Nintendo is the Capcom of console companies. I always like <clears throat> Nintendo during their press conferences when they show... That was a, that was a completely... Nintendo releases finished games, Rob. Uh, yeah, but at, at the very least you could say about but Nintendo. But they hate their fans. Uh, so when you see those people playing uh, in their esports Splatfest, uh, whatever, I would like to see someone do a thing where it just shows the dollar amount of what's at your what's actually on screen. It would be well over like twenty grand for all those controllers and and consoles. Unbelievable. Anyway, so they showed one two switch, which is their me sports kind of thing. Uh, in this game, you don't look at the screen, you look at each other. They said, play, play this at a party, but it's sound-based, which you could never do at a party because it'd be too noisy. Uh, but it has a series of different games, one of which that they uh, showcased being like a Western shootout. So you have your Wiimote at your side. It goes, one, two, draw. We both uh, turn yeah, and try to that, shoot each I other. I played that game in Kirby Superstar. Hell yeah. Uh, they showed other games like Milking Cows and, and Sword Fighting, and it's all sound-based. So that's their gimmick game. Uh, and that game people thought would be a, a pack-in to the console. No, that's a $65 game. Why? Uh, they also showed ARMS, which is a motion boxing game where you're these crazy colorful characters with these stretchy arms. Uh, you can throw hooks and jump around. And Are they going to do the thing where they make like the software development kit like 100 bucks again and just everybody who has $100 in their pocket can, can make grab a one. shitty game? <laughs> shovelware title for this? Uh, so then they showed... What you would say is, quote-unquote, the the bread and butter, the goods. 
Uh, they showed a Splatoon 2. They showed Super Mario Odyssey, uh, which, it, listen, say what you want about Mario games. What's interesting, Odyssey? Interesting what concept. The, what's the concept? Is he okay, going underwater this time? So the concept is Mario has left the Mushroom Kingdom, yeah. and the first thing they showed is him running around what looks like New York City with actual full-sized human beings, which is blew my mind a little bit because I thought Mario was a human being. He's not. But then he's hanging out next to actual human beings. And people are like, what happens when you jump on a human being's head? And the people at the booth said, exactly what you think happens. I, do they explode into coins? What, Rob, what happens? <laughs> Is Mario a fucking murderer? He might be. Of, like, creature, Like, Goombas. And, he's murdered a lot of Goombas and Koopas. He's also, in Mario 1, he's also mur- murdered a lot of Toad people. So, uh, the idea, the gimmick of this game, rather, is that you go to different worlds that are complete. like, they saw that Sonic level in the one demo, and people are like, does Mario go to Sonic Universe? And it seems to be the case. Uh, so what they showcased in the trailer was going to very different, vastly different 3D platforming worlds that don't look like the Mushroom Kingdom. I've played this game. Oh, yeah? Uh, It's called Kingdom Hearts, and Uh, it was an action RPG, not a Mario game. Kind of. But, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. I know this one. You just go to different worlds. Everything's, yeah, a, little everything's a little different. Your costume one. looks different. Your costume looks yeah. different. Sometimes you turn into a little lion. So, yeah. not quite Kingdom Hearts. But, close. Uh, but it's close but, enough. But, but kind of close. It's I guess close you're going to compare it to anything. Kingdom Hearts makes the most it's sense. It's close enough. It's or Kingdom Gex. Hearts. Kingdom Hearts Mario style. Gex came out before Kingdom Hearts. That's debatable. Gex never <laughs> no, came it's out. Not, it's actually not debatable at all. Uh, Xenoblade 2. Not Xenoblade Chronicles. Not Xenoblade... What, what just came out on X. the Wii U? X. This is Xenoblade 2. Trailer looked cool. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, which is like Hyrule Warriors. It's a Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem characters. Uh, mm. Dragon Quest 10, Dragon Quest 11, and Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 will also appear on the console. Hey, they you know teased... all these crazy IPs that we've driven into the ground already? Here's more! Well, I mean, Dragon Quest is the MMOs that never came out in North tell America. Tell me what's new. About Dragon Quest? No, tell me what new IP they announced. Did they? Uh, a new IP... Like a new Nintendo IP, yeah. this was not the place to do that. Weird, uh, but there are games. There was there was new new games. Not like a Blah 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 Seven or a, this series. I mean, Snipper Clips, cut it out together. Tell me, does about, that count? One Two Switch about. is a new IP. Arms is a new IP. I mean, those are going to be shovelware <laughs> in about a year. Uh, Shimigami Tensei. They announced that there was an anniversary and they're going to bring some kind of Shimigami Tensei game to the. The, the console. It we're, looks like... I don't know bringing if, it back. Nocturne. I don't know that it's going to be like Shimigami Tensei Five uh, or what it's going to be. They just tease that there's a game and it's coming. Uh, Project Octopath Traveler is a new IP, uh, which looks like it's using old Final Fantasy art. Octopath Traveler. Project Octopath Traveler. Project. Octopath or Traveler. It project? It's Project. Okay. Uh, they showed a bit of Skyrim. They showed uh, Suda came out and said that they're doing an, uh, something new with Travis Touchdown. He didn't say a, no, a new No More Heroes. He just said Travis, Travis Touchdown will be back, and, his, and I want to make a wrestling game, is basically what he said. Sword. Travis and his weird sword. Masturbation sword. Yeah. What's that sword actually? A beam got? sword, isn't it? It's just called a beam sword. Is it called a beam sword? But it's a, let's be, let's be honest about what it is. It's not a lightsaber. It looks like a light that you pulled from a light fixture yes. and put it, attached it into but a it sword. But it cuts through people. It's not a light. It's not a physical bulb. It looks like a light bulb. It's an electric beam that runs between the, the tip of the ah, sword it's a bulb. and the... Okay. It's a bulb. That's fine. Uh, and then they announced that uh, sports games will come to the, the, the Switch, which again, as we've I've complained about on a previous podcast, third-party support for Nintendo is a joke. They put it at launch so they can bring in people who have a, a PS4 and an Xbox One, and then it falls off within a year and a half, and what you're left with is Nintendo games, which is fine if that's why you bought the console. But if you bought this console thinking that, shit, Skyrim on the go... Enjoy your Skyrim on the go because that's the only game you're getting. Uh, is is the is the reality? 
Uh, people are also like, is it the special edition of Skyrim? The game uses the co- console uses cartridges. The cartridges are 16 gigabytes big. Rob, how big of a hard drive do you think this tablet has? 16 gigs, you say, for per game? Uh, uh, per game, 16 gigabytes. Roughly? Uh, that's uh, per cart. So they can, oh, and that's not including updates. That's not including updates or, or operate. Uh, yeah, or that's, that's the game, game cart. So a Blu-ray is 50 gigs. This is 16. How much hard drive space does the Nintendo Switch have? There's only one, only one space. I'm going to say 250 gigs. Is that too much? How much? It's way less. It's way less? It's way less. What? What if I told you that it has the same storage space as the black Wii U did? What was that? I don't remember. 32 gigabytes of space. Really? Uh, and will be expandable by... So people are like... Nintendo apologists are like, yeah, but it's using SD cards up to 2 terabytes. For storage. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to buy that separate. You, you do. Last also, time I checked, you have to steal or buy it. <laughs> also, yeah. what happens if I if I don't have a means of buying a game physically and I want to download it digitally? So you can download Zelda on day one. Yeah. 16 gigs big. So I can have one and a half games on my console. Yes. So fucking stupid. Uh, and last time I checked, uh, my phone, which is distinctly smaller... Uh, is a thousand like an iPhone's a thousand dollars? Let's be sure. honest here. Sure. Uh, but 128 gigs on top of everything else, the tablet being only 32 gig. Like I don't know what the the magic number was. Was it 128? That's well, there's no way just, the the console would be 300 dollars. Like then. it's standard now for 250 or higher. Yeah. Right. But but this is built into the tablet, which also has its cost. The I mean, screen costs money. In fairness, Nintendo is like, hey, everything that everyone else in the industry is doing, we're just going to do our own thing. And that's fine. But Nintendo... You have the same needs as any other console. Yeah, Space is a problem. Exactly. My 8 gigabyte Wii U can hold Smash Brothers, and that's it. Yeah. And that's not installed Smash Brothers. That's off a disc. It's just holding update data and DLC, and the console is full. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're pigeonholing people they're not going to be able to have multiple games on there they have to go out and buy it which on from a business perspective it makes sense if you could if you need it buy it if you don't need it you don't have to if you're forcing people to buy things then that makes absolute sense it makes sense to only include one set or one pro controller one set of joy con inside of the box i get that so if you want to have multiplayer you're making people go out and buy your product more i get that but you're fucking over people with the storage space don't like Nintendo. Don't like it. this. Yeah, this is this was shitty. I'm um, just like it's just it just sounds like. Uh, I mean, did they show off Smash Bros? No. Well, then who cares? The first thing that's going to happen is just an updated Wii U Smash Bros. Because uh, they've already announced uh, at the end of April, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will be out, uh, and that's a. They added some more DLC to it. It includes all the DLC previously released. There was that it's big, a Game of the Year edition. Yeah, there was that big rumor that Melee is going to get ported it, to, to the virtual console, the virtual console yeah. so that people can play it. But we don't know what that looks like yet. We don't know if there'll be no. a bit delay or anything like that. Which, honestly, for given how huge the Melee tournament scene is, I don't know, man. I, it should be done. Should be done. You probably have 100,000 people plus watching Genesis right now, or this weekend at the very least. Um, 100,000 viewers of a tournament of a game that's over 15 years old. Yeah. That's viewers. That's not including people who play or people who just can't watch right now. But there's also millions of people playing Paragon right now, so what the fuck do we know? Uh, I mean... (laughs) 
That that game's make, captivating. Make I don't know if you've ever it, watched that game being no, played, but I you're just never, like, this sucks. But why can't I, I stop can't watching? I can't get into. I can't watch MOBAs because then I want to play them, and if I play a MOBA, then I hate my life. So fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so they announced that Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild will be a launch title on the Switch. It'll also come out the same day on the Wii U. Uh, the th- only things you really need to know between those two versions is the Wii U one renders at 720. Never expect a Switch game to go over 900p is another thing you need to know. Um, Remember when the uh, when I said that an iPad Pro is $700? Yeah. Do you know what a Retina display is? I do. Okay. Yeah. That's the end of your point. There's a lot of P's on that iPad. <laughs> Not to be outdone by their Switch Direct, Nintendo also had a Fire Emblem Direct, Rob. And I appear to have lost my link. There it is. Uh, so they had a very brief, like, 12-minute long or so uh, Fire Emblem Central uh, Direct, where they announced that Fire Emblem Heroes would be the cell phone game. That's going to be out at the beginning of February. Yeah, what's up with that? Is uh, that going to be a strategy so it's like, game still? Yeah, so it's like chibi Fire Emblem. Ugh. Uh, it looks like It looks exactly like Fire Emblem, but on all the maps are smaller. Uh, you're gonna have generic characters that you can level up, and apparently it's uh, pay to play, so you can uh, you can buy the name characters if you really like no. Ellie Wood or Lynn. No, you can, uh... like I don't understand this, man. I, I didn't watch this direct, uh, so I don't know that you can unlock those characters just via play. But the idea is it's a free to play game, so you know you know what the fuck that yeah, means. Yeah. So so the idea for Mario Run was free to play too, and then how did that go over? Motherfucker. Free to start is not the same as free to play. <clears throat> Dude, they let you play the first three levels for free, and then it's ten dollars to buy the game. That's what that's you what they said. Don't be an apologist. You can't defend it, man. If you defend, play, defend, justify. I will justify any game that gives you a fair demo sure, before charging that's you money. A demo, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is demo. Yeah. But but hear me free out. Free to here. start is a demo. <laughs> Try and justify ten ninety nine for a mobile game to me. I, I will never. Yeah. The then most I've it. ever spent on a mobile game is Hitman Go. You're going to tell me that 10.99 for the rest of the Mario levels in Mario Run is the same price I'm going to pay for the Fire Emblem 3DS DLC for one level? Well, the, on the 3DS, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, that's, that's that's just a, that's bizarre. my problem. Yeah. They don't know how to price DLC, man. No. And and that's what's going to just But it's also Fire optional. Thing, this Fire Emblem did thing. Did you buy any of that DLC and actually feel like you no. missed out? Exactly. So I, even if I did buy it, yeah. Even if I didn't feel like I was going to miss out, I still wouldn't buy it, man. Uh, so that Fuck. wasn't all they had to announce. Uh, they also announced that Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valencia Oranges uh, will be coming out on the 3DS. This is a remake of uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden, which never came out in, uh, in North America. It was the second Fire Emblem game. So if you remember Shadow Dragon for the DS, that was the first game redone. This is the second game redone for the 3DS. Uh, they are saying they are trying to keep uh, true to the difficulty of that game. Uh, which is good. I hope they don't actually update it with all the features that the newer Fire Emblems happen. I, I think keeping... They should just call it Fire Emblem Gaiden, uh, Gaiden like Shadows of Valencia. Gaiden, of course, meaning side story. Uh, and just make... Do away with all the partnership stuff and stuff they introduced in uh, Fates. And just do a balls-to-the-wall Fire Emblem game would be kind of cool. But I am uh, excited for this nonetheless. Fire Emblem's doing good, man. Uh, Koei Tecmo uh, also mentioned some things about Fire Emblem Warriors, which will be both a Switch and 3DS game. Uh, and that's coming out, uh, I believe, later this year or next year. And then the other Fire Emblem, the one they announced, is coming out in May. So let's Fire Emblem, if you're a fan. Uh, I am a fan, and I don't respect what they're doing to that franchise. I mean, nothing wrong with the 3DS game, man. No, Speaking I'll, of, uh, I'll, good for them for the 3DS game, but the iOS thing, Nintendo 
get fucked. Like, keep in mind, it's not necessarily in-house Nintendo making these. I've, th- this is a separate business. I don't for care, them. man. The fact that yeah. they have this like mobile division. It's like when people are getting mad at Konami for making uh, freaking pachinko machines. When you're like, you know, the people who make the video games are not the people who make the pachinko machines. It's two of different course. different segments of a, of a company. But you can't be like said, Nintendo. Fuck you for making phone games. Like they hired on a no, new no. company to Here's make what phone I'm saying. games. Fuck you for pricing the things that you price the way you do. But who knows if it's like who knows how far up that go? Who who knows? I don't care that they're not just being told. Fuck hey, you're all. new to the cell phone industry. We've been making app games for a long time. This is what you should charge for this. Five and who bucks, knows that tops. Nintendo isn't bringing that price down? Five we don't know. Seven bucks. We don't know. That's Dude, a separate part of their business. That's Nintendo doesn't yeah. like their fans. Capcom. <laughs> they hate their fans. <laughs> they're Capcom, man. That's all they are. Uh, Injustice Two is getting an online beta. So sign up. Uh, also, this weekend is it's going to be over by the time most people hear this. But Neo had its last beta, which is uh, which is the kind of Bloodborne esque samurai game that's coming out at the beginning of February. Mm. Uh, also worth noting that Watch Dogs Two, the aforementioned Watch Dogs Two, has a three hour trial uh, that you can actually play now. And if you do decide to buy the game, like any good yeah, when does uh, that trial go to though? Uh, it's it's three. It's I think it's just available, and it's a mm. three hour trial for the game. If you decide you want to buy the game, uh, you just buy it on the spot and you keep you hold on to your data. Oh man, I know about the, those trials. They lock out your trophies if you don't actually get if you get trophies. Yeah, the, the trophies Xbox are was bad for that. It was like, but you got an achievement, or at least you would have if you bought the game. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you. Um, the, this was like the promise of the PS3. I remember they did like hour long trials for like Infamous and stuff. And yeah. it was like the game would come out if you had PlayStation Plus, you got to play for like an hour for free, and then you could buy the full game. And I'm like, oh man, they really make you. I'm like, wait, no, that's the exact point. Yeah, is you got to play this game for free for an hour, which yeah. is usually all anyone really needs to get a taste of. Hey, do you want to see more? Or if you were on the fence, that hour can push you over easily. Absolutely. Uh, and that was a really cool thing they made available that they yeah. just gave up on. Um, do you know why they gave up on it? Because no. the fucking download would be 40 to 50 gigabytes big, probably, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But now they could do it with the whole, like, um, intro thing that they do. Like, in pretty much every game where it downloads off the, the rest of it off the disc after that. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is uh, I think that Sony should try and port more PS2 games to the, um, to the d- digital... Like PSN downloads, um, the, uh, and add trophy support and upscale if they can. Uh, like I have, uh, what's it called, Rogue Galaxy. Haven't finished it yet, but I'm um, playing that here and there. And you know, there are other, there are a lot of PS2 games that I would play. But the problem is that um, hilariously, like video games now, I won't play them if there's no trophies. Straight up, I oh. just won't do it. I think it's a, a even larger waste of my time. Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. But it's messed up. They have you thinking that the waste of your time is not a waste of your time. You realize Basically. that. Basically. They've got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, and do you know why I started my other PSN account? Why is that, Rob? So that I could only have games that I 100% on there. That's it. But you played Fallout on there. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's just going to, you know. Enjoy your $70 of DLC. Take me a hot minute. I'll wait till that DLC is on sale. Don't you worry, child. Don't you worry, child. Speaking of DLC and downloading games, yeah. uh, I forgot to mention as well. Uh, our friend and listener Reed, I got him to play the Banner Saga. Yeah, he's and, on to the second one yeah, this weekend. He's he like loved the first one. Apparently, yeah, said it was his game. second favorite strategy game he ever played. And he's strategy only played RPG. he's only played three. He's so. only played three. One yeah. of them was uh, Battleship. Um, on Battleship the, on the uh, on original the table. board game. <laughs> yeah, on the table. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, nah, no, nah. Banner Saga two. I haven't played it, but now that he's playing that one, 
I should probably finish the Battle Saga 2 so I don't get spoilers. Final piece of news this week. Uh, we just want to welcome back Sweary65 to the video game industry. He has made a new uh, studio called White Owls. He had to take some time off uh, for health reasons. Uh, if you don't know who Sweary is, uh, Deadly Premonition, D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die, uh, or two of his uh, more well-known games. Uh, he is one of those very bizarre Japanese game directors that takes a lot of influences from places and tries very hard to make games that have strange realism and feel dreamlike. And if you've played Deadly Premonition... You would know how awful that game is. <laughs> That's the game where you're the detective and you like drive around and stuff, right? And it's awful. Yeah, and it's yeah. a million hours long. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was, he was sick, took some time off, became a Buddhist monk, apparently. Nice. And he's back. Oh man! Uh, and he's working on a novel, and he's launched a new uh, new pro- uh, website. He apparently wants to get involved in some VR projects, presumably for the PS4. This could be really cool. You know, uh, the I like thing is about Buddhism, right? What's you that? can't kill anything. That's right. Anything, even, even a, the game project, even a spider. Yeah, you couldn't kill a spider. So <laughs> his games are about to get real fucking boring. Unless, unless he became a Buddhist. Well, I mean, you're not killing something in a video game. It's not like you're killing something in real life. Something. How do okay. you know? Well, I mean, he makes his developers do it. This goes back to the they, railroad, they take, man. They take the, the they take the heat, bro. It's the railroad, dude. Uh, so, what, I'd like to welcome him back. We need uh, more our tours in the in the video game industry. As far as I'm concerned, video games starting to look real samey. I could do without him. Oh wow! Absolutely. <laughs> you can welcome him back, but yeah. fuck him. As far as I'm concerned. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rob. You're a real dick. Yeah. Mirrors charged. It's time for the ATC. All right. Rob, do you have an ATC this week? No, man. Oh, big surprise. I never do. I just go. Attack on Sweary65 for I'm no reason. Guy, guy gets sick, has to quit the video game industry, comes, comes back. People are are so stoked, and, and you're going to take a shit on him. Yeah, because did you play Prem, Deadly Premonition? Fuck yeah. That game is awful. Fuck yeah. It's one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Rob, what did we just talk about on this very podcast? Games that you have fun with. I don't have fun with games. I take them very seriously. Serious business. Serious. Games are serious business, bro. Uh, so I had a couple things to mention. First and foremost, you might notice I have a PS3 hooked up here. Yeah, this I do me, see that. You hear that on the microphone? That's me tapping a PS3 with a with pen. With a pen, yeah. Uh, Pink controller, nice. So I jump on there, and I'm like, you know what, let's download a bunch of games to this, uh, just to have them, and you want to fire them up and play some, some games. Uh, so I had all of the Grand Theft Auto games bought as PS2 Classics, so 3, Vice City, Sandra's. Uh, and I jump online and I look up San Andreas and it's trying to charge me for this game. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm trying to make this a dramatic story, but I know exactly what's going on. Basically what happened is they released San Andreas on the iPad a few years ago. And then, cause that was a thing that needed to happen. They're like mm-hmm. San Andreas, iPad game written all over it. Uh, and then what they did was they re-released physically you know, on disc in a case, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. You could go to a store and buy it for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. People don't seem to know that this happened, and good, and that's a good thing because this was the iPad version that was ported back to the consoles. So you took a PS2 game that was ported to the PS3 as a classic, upres, took that, ported it to the iPad, took the iPad version and ported it back to the 360 and the PS3, 
and it's bad. It doesn't work. The graphical issues abound. Uh, the thing is unstable as hell, and that's what they're selling on the PSN. It's fourteen ninety nine or something. So I'm like, well, this is bullshit. I bought the PS2 Classic version. I should not have to buy this game again. And sure enough, after scrolling through hundreds upon hundreds of previous downloads, I found the PS2 version of San Andreas yeah. and downloaded it. But you had to scroll. Yeah. That is one of the most annoying things about going through your back catalog you can't search it's not it. organized very yeah. well and you can't search it's by date it's chronological yeah. entirely and what's cool is every time your psn plus renews it takes everything that was licensed under psn plus so games you got for free because of psn plus not necessarily purchased mm. those get redated when you renewed so i had to scroll through hundreds of things that were renewed as of 2016 on my ps3 because it renews it every year and then scroll, scroll, and scroll, and scroll, and scroll. So I found the PS2 Classic version of Grand Theft Auto and downloaded it. And when I launch it, it's the PS2 version. It's the version I purchased. That's not the iPad version. But right now, if I was like, yeah, San Andreas is purchasable on the PS3, and you hadn't bought it pers- previously, I would almost say don't go download it. I, it's all licensing, obviously. This is not something that I necessarily know all the background dealings on. But what I do know is I purchased that game, and it was going to charge me again with the way the store is, is and the other one's not listed. It's not in the store. Uh, so that's my attack on Sony. They've been doing that kind of crap for a long time. Uh, Xbox, you, you don't get off the hook either. You just straight up take things off the store at some point. Uh, what was your first PSN game that you ever purchased? Ooh. That's going way back. Uh, what I did buy was a game called Angry Birds Minis. Remember they did minis? Yeah. Okay, so I bought Angry Birds Minis, which was a dollar. And that was exactly the cell phone game, and you played it with the analog sticks. Yeah, so you like yeah. launched the birds. Yeah. They eventually took that off the store, just like San Andreas, and replaced it with a $40 skew, which was the same game for $40, Rob. The first game that I ever bought on PSN was for my PSP at the time. It was a port. Not a... Yeah. I guess it was a port. It was uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Nice. Yeah. Oh, like at, a PS1 classic? Yeah, or, PS1 yeah. classic. So I got that on the back catalog of my other PSN account. Um, you go scroll for it, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take a long, long time to do, but... <laughs> Which yeah. is funny, because you get to scroll through every stupid costume and thing you ever well, bought. Well, see, and the thing is, right now, I can't put that PS1 classic on my PS4. Right. But I can put it on my Vita. Yep. I have one more attack this week. Uh, I don't know, and, and it's a kind of a, a mixed blessing here, but uh, I don't know if you followed Games Done Quick. AG, what is it? Awesome FD? Games Done Quick. Awesome. Uh, so AG. twice a year, we've talked about them before, they do one in the AGPT. January time, and then they do one in the summer called Summer Games Done Quick, and they raise money for cancer research, it typically is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this year, they, they were able to donate $2.2 million, which is, you know, good for them. Uh, but apparently there's some controversy as this thing gets bigger. Uh, and and what it co- what it comes down to, and I won't go too far into it because it, it it gets the rabbit hole goes deep. It's well, it's about censorship, and it's what these people are saying and doing while they're on stream. Uh, one guy was banned initially for wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, not referencing it, just wearing it on a stream, and they banned him. Like they have told him, you can't be a part of the event now. Yeah, and he's like, "Why?" It's like you were wearing that hat. And he's like, "No, I wasn't." Uh, anyway, so a bunch of stuff like that is happening, and uh, I want to defend these speedrunners, and I can't defend all of them, but what you have is millions upon thousands of people watching what is, pulling my punches here, socially awkward people that yeah. run video games and hang out with their friends that are like them. Mm-hmm. And when they get on a camera, and they know thousands of people are watching, they get nervous, and they talk. 
and uh, they're going to say things that you are not going to agree with. They're going to say things that they are not meaning maliciously most of the time. Some of them absolutely are. And your job as moderators for this thing is to decide what's what. Someone wearing a hat, ironically, is not the means of banishing someone from these fucking tournaments and and speedruns. Someone accidentally using a well-known transgendered person in the community's previous name when they were male, accidentally during a stream, is not malicious intent. That is them slipping up in the middle of the stream. That is not something that should get them banned. Uh... I don't know if you ever read Fahrenheit 451, Rob. No. Uh, I don't know how to read. That's right. I forgot. The school system yeah. failed you. Betrayed me. Uh, you have to learn the left. I'm addressing the entire left of people who lean that way politically. Uh, that you you will burn the books that you don't agree with. You will take... A, you Your goal right now, it seems, uh, and it's a weird time. This is as, as political as we'll ever get on this podcast, I think. It's a weird time. People are, uh, you know, th- there's a, a weird guy in the White House right now that a lot of people didn't agree with and feel that is is wrongfully there and has said things that you disagree with that make you feel scared. Um, it's, you know, Grin and Barrett, it's going to be four years. It's going to be okay. It's going to go back to the other team eventually. This is how politics has worked for 100 years. Um, you, you will get your guy back in, guy or girl. Uh, back into the White House. Don't be afraid of that. But that doesn't mean that you need to cut, slash, and burn anything that you don't agree with, personally. Uh, there are things that you are going to encounter in your life that you will not agree with. Um, the idea isn't to have a mob mentality of people who also do disagree with this and decide that it needs to be destroyed. Uh, and that's... It's seeped into this Games Done Quick thing where they are looking to be so politically correct that something that you would normally uh, dismiss as a cringy comment or something that is awkward uh, comes it becomes a political statement in mm-hmm. these streams. And that is, that is ridiculous. Uh, a lot of these things are handled on college campuses, which have now become safe spaces for a lot of people, where if someone comes to speak on a subject that they don't agree with, uh, they are, the event is either cancelled or there is outreach programs, or there is, it's, it's too much. Uh, people are being coddled too much. Um, and, and this is one example of that. Well, and I mean, think about the, the, I guess, platform that it's on though, right? It's a platform. These, these events are hosted on platforms, uh, speaking to the, the streams, uh, are hosted on platforms where anybody with an internet connection can log in and do or say whatever they want to at yep. the behest of whatever moderators in place for that event, right? So, if you have a thousand people watching your event and you you annoy or otherwise uh, say or do something to slight these thousand people, whether it's intentional or not, you have a thousand people freaking out over over something that's. But you are not given small. the chance to apologize. You might not. not even be aware of, of what not. you said. You're, you're a demon. Uh, you, yes. Yeah. You're you show up at nighttime instantly. and attack yeah. the guys in the car. Yeah. You're demonized instantly. Yeah. So we live in a world that is, like you said, been coddled too, too much, um, where everyone has to have a voice, even though they have nothing to say. Not, yeah. They have nothing to say. They feel entitled to their voice and you are entitled to having a voice, but think about what you can use it for. And like like what I'm trying to loop around to here is is these are maybe you know their names maybe you don't 
there are hundreds of people in the speedrunning community. If you are deciding as a collective hive mind that someone misspoke and therefore they're out of the club, uh, that's a dangerous path to go down. And yeah. that's what I see every where everything is heading right now. Uh, and be very careful with that stuff. There's well, context to everything. <clears throat> someone saying something offhanded to try to be funny or something during a stream. Do yeah. not villainize them for that. Let them know what they said. Let them them have the chance to explain themselves if it is that serious. Mm-hmm. If it's an offhand account, if someone used a racial slur jokingly, let them apologize for it. They obviously are not a super crazy racist for saying a word. Saying yeah. a word does not simply make you a racist. Uh, let let people you know shit man like it's it's it is let people be people you know like you don't have to like you're gonna like you said you're gonna come across people or things or scenarios that you really don't agree with in your life and um part of being a uh adult in north america um where you have the freedom to express your own thoughts and opinions um is that other people can do the same exactly yeah and that you are 90 not even 90 you're you're gonna come across people yeah. who just are the complete opposite of your opinion and that doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't make you a bad person it's just a difference of opinion yeah it's like and, and to loop this back to video games I, I was talking to reed about this a couple weeks ago i said reed you know uh, it it's interesting to me uh just as a general observation it's interesting to me that people get their identity so wrapped up in the things that they love or the things that they associate with themselves. So in this case, you know, politics or political standpoints or views. Um, and the, the example I was talking to read about was um, games. Like, for example, he is a very big fan of Final Fantasy, I think, 12 or 10 are like his two favorite ones, I think. And I was saying, like, it's interesting that some people, for example, would, um, if I said Final Fantasy 10 is a shitty game, they would be personally hurt by that. Yep. Not because... They and, and they have nothing to do with the game. It's they they didn't make the game. They didn't promote the game. They are just an advocate of this game being good, but it hurts them personally to, to hear, hear an opinion that, that someone, is differing. Yeah, yeah, a differing opinion. Now it's of course a different situation if I'm saying that to antagonize a person. Then of course, yes. But if Context. I'm just saying I didn't like that game very much, it didn't really do it for me. Like that's not. That's not a slight against you as a person. It's not yeah. a slight against the game. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is my, now the person flavor. on the opposite side of that conversation is saying that you were wrong. Yeah. You are personally slighting them for saying the opposite. Exactly. And that's what we have to really be aware of that yeah. no one is aware of currently. All they're aware of is you spoke the password. You said the thing that is against the grain. Yeah. And now you will be punished for it. Well, and what's interesting to me uh, is that, you know. I follow some people on Twitch. I watch a few Twitch streams here and there. I've heard and seen some crazy shit happen, even in the Smash Bros. community, which is a very, very small, very tight-knit community as well. Um, You know, you have a core group of about 100 people who are like the celebrities, let's call it, um, the well-known figures. And there's been some drama. Like, there's, you know, somebody who allegedly sexually assaulted another, like um, a male um, player... A very well-known male player allegedly sexually assaulted somebody else who's a well-known male player and um nothing happened and no one no one heard about it or did anything about it but as soon as these details came to light all of a sudden you know there's people throwing fire one way or the other for the longest time and it, you know it's not to say that anything is right or wrong but it's interesting to see how every single community has its dirty laundry 
doesn't matter what it is and how people react. And I think that in this situation, because there's so many people watching the awesome games done quick, you're going to see that really vocal minority. Um, Smash, where Smash is concerned, like I watch Mango streams. He's my favorite player. Um, I watch his streams and he says some stupid shit sometimes. Like, he he talks about genres of porn on his on his Twitch stream, sure. and it's hilarious when he's talking about it. And he's like, "What are we talking about here?" And he'll like <laughs> list off like a bunch of different genres of porn, and you're like, "Jesus, like, what did I just tune so, into?" But it goes back to the context of that is what he right. talks. That's about. what he's talking yeah, about. And if he, you don't agree with and, it, you can go and anywhere. Even else. then, admittedly, he he will say to him like to people watching, he's like, "I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just an idiot. Like, don't listen to what I'm saying." Basically, but it's written off as this is just a moron blabbering about something right and people accept that and even if he says something that's against the grain or or you know bad or otherwise uh, a taboo topic um people are just like whatever he's just being a dumbass right he's not he doesn't know he's talking about or they'll call him out and he'll be like oh guys i'm sorry i didn't know and that's it um and i think that's the best way to handle things is you know let someone know they've done something wrong if it is indeed something wrong um, there, like like I said, there's more to this. There's an entire yeah. article on Kotaku, of course, so you, oh, you know where that's going. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- there's way more to it than this. It, there's a million different examples yeah, in this exactly. community alone of, like, you did this, and then that person did this, and then did you mean it like this? Yeah. And then you... Sorry, not every streamer yeah. has a publicist. There's a, there's, yeah, there's, there's a, a, there's a tightrope that these people are walking yeah. that they are not the crowd that needs to be looked at as... Uh, hmm. These are not your role models. These no. are people trying to well, raise money for charity. Think about this too, yeah. right? This is the first time in in existence in in that I know of where we have celebrity figures, um, people who play video games, who will have thousands to hundreds of thousands of viewers at any given time. Um, who, like, it's the first time that we've had someone uh, reach celebrity status who does not have like any sort of publicist you're gonna say skills like they 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 don't have any sort of um there's no one to filter them they can say whatever they want to at any time do you know the difference between someone on twitch and an actor an actor knows what they're gonna say ahead of time because their publicist has to give them a script basically yeah Yeah, you can't just you know who's gonna vet what uh what us twitch streamer is saying nobody that's why you watch their stream because you're expecting them to talk it's raw People, Anyhow, man. people are yeah. too easily offended in this world, and everyone says that, but no one does anything about it no. because you can't do anything about it. It's a, uh, it is what it is. I watched a UFC fight last night. Dude came out wearing not even UFC, some other promotion. Dude came out wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Well, he's banned. And I was like, okay. And then after that, puts on a shirt after the fight. After the shirt, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a uh, Uncle, uh, what's his Sam? name? Uncle Sam. Do it pointing. And it says, he is our president. And he puts the America Great, Great Again hat back on. And I'm like, okay, so this guy's obviously a really big advocate for Trump. but like, Or ironically so. But it, No, he loves Trump. <laughs> but here's the thing. He's a Mexican fighter. So I'm like, that's a little interesting that, you know, given what Trump said about Mexicans, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't make me think that this guy is a bad person. Like, I'm just like, okay, so he's he's an advocate for Trump. That's it. I don't think that he is a bad human being. I think that he just has a different political view. And that's... I like to think that's the right way to think about things. That's uh, that's actually, in by definition, how democracy is supposed to work, Rob. Ah, sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, uh, correct in, uh, to align yeah. myself with democracy. That's right. Uh, this person has a different political view from me than I do. Um, they voted for that guy. You know, congrats, I guess. It's a real bummer that when your team wins for eight years you can and the other team gets a shot for four at, yeah. at least, that you you can't take second place for that amount of time. Yeah. But I don't know, uh, man. It's, it's a crazy world that we live in, Lee. It Very is. Crazy it is, Rob. But you know what? Let's uh, let's take a take a break from the political talk and get back into the meat and potatoes of the podcast being the key item. Uh, why don't you open up that chest next to you? Oh, you did your own. I was usually supposed to do it for you. Oh man, I did it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I wonder ahead. if people get annoyed by that. Anyway, fuck them. So. so <laughs> Um, I told Lee off, off mic that, um, I was going to loop it all back to what I first talked about on the show, my friend passing away. And today's key item, which I feel like may have been a key item previously, um, this is the possibly, show. <laughs> yeah. very possibly, um, it's a game, it's a very obscure PS1 fighting game with weird RPG mechanics. It's called Robo Pit. Okay. And... Basically, the concept here is that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are a robot creator uh, who is designing robots to win a tournament of 100 robots in this tournament. So you start off with this robot that is basically a piece of garbage. Um, It's got, you know, you have controls for, like, uh, movement. You've got controls for attack. And you're fighting in a 3D environment. Um, so the idea is that someone like Mega Man, every time you beat an opponent, you get a piece of of their equipment. Just like Um, Metabots? Yeah, very similar. It's like the precursor to Metabots almost. And so you're putting together your robot with these new equipments you get from beating all these other robots until you get to the uh, top, I think it's like the top 10 ones are just like super difficult to beat. Um, In any case, the reason why this game is a key item to me is not because it's an amazing game or... (laughs) Because I would recommend that people should play it. The majority very, of people disagree with you on that. Yeah, it's though. a very um, important game to me in that I remember distinctly sleeping over at my friend's place, and we stayed. I we didn't sleep. We just stayed up all night long playing this game and trying to beat it, but we never ended up beating it. But either way, Robo Pit PS One action fighting game with weird RPG mechanics. Hey, you want to know some shit? Tell me. Okay, so RoboPit came out in 1996. Yeah. There was a sequel called RoboPit 2 that was released in Japan in 1997 that was ported to Europe and North America in 2003. That's two years... What's it called? Two year, Robo-Pit, Robo-Pit 2 still? Uh, two years after the PS2 came out. So it was probably a very limited release. However, I did find one on eBay sealed for 20 bucks. So nice. if you're interested... There's okay. lots of copies out there. Um, Robo Pit's an interesting game. If you, I would recommend trying it out if you have like an emulator or if you happen to find a copy so at a garage It also sale. sounds like a game called Cyborg Justice for the Genesis, <laughs> which was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, but whenever a robot kind of approached you, it became like a one-on-one fighter because they were as deadly as you were kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and if you beat them up, you could actually like rip their arms off and put them on your own arm and like get like saw blades. And it's all more like you would, you would get weird stuff. You can make your own type of robot. You can make ones that like jump and... How, like shoot fireballs or some stuff. It, it, Robo Pit was an interesting game. Um, it's the first game that I ever played that was quite like quite like it. Um, but it's early PS One days. I'm talking yep. like it's not 
you know, it's 1996, 1997, right? So that's before FF7, I think. It's also, like, it's the only notable game made by that game studio? Yeah, it's pretty, it's not great. But wow. check it out if you can. It's it's something interesting. Um, but in any case, my friend Zach, RIP. They made, a, sorry, uh, they made licensed, a bunch of licensed games after that, and then... Disappeared. They're gone. Yeah. 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 My, my friend Zach and I played the hell out of RoboFit, so... Um, definitely recommend checking it out. There it is. There it is. Well, that's the show. What episode are we at now? 48. <sighs> Two more. And then... What are we going to do for episode 50? We should do something special. Fuck. I don't know. What could, what could we... What do you want to... Do you want to run down all the key items we've done so far? Ooh, like, what would... What Jesus. Would... That, that's 49, man. That's 49 key items that we would do before that. I'm going to be 50. <laughs> in 20 years I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be key item number 50 yeah so a lot of a lot of yeah that's a lot of responsibility Pit 2 you got time uh yeah. anyway thanks for listening to the show as always uh if you want to interact with the show in any way please leave a comment wherever you see us posting otherwise twitter at turnbasedattack.com uh is the website as well facebook.com slash turnbasedattack lee at turnbasedattack.com or titsleyiceberg.com is how you reach me rob can be reached currently rob at turnbasedattack.com will work uh, that is an email address you can go visit. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll be back uh, in hopefully a couple weeks to talk more about video games. Yeah. What There's so many games coming out. We'll have a lot to talk about yeah. in, uh, in February here. I'll be talking about Yakuza. Yeah, uh, hopefully get a little further in Watch Dogs 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you should, uh, should let us know what you want us to do for episode 52. It's yeah. going to be a special occasion. We're uh, going to have a birthday cake and also everything. We're, also worth noting that uh, Rob brought back my Elgato card. Hey. Uh, so Ooh. I'll be able to stream... You, you might go. notice I have a Genesis hooked up. Yeah, I did notice that. Uh, That's not a real Genesis. It's, it's a Genesis oh, it 3. It's a, a real Genesis, Genesis. 3. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, baby. PS3, uh, Genesis 3. So there was the Book of Genesis series, uh, oh, which yeah, is coming that. back, baby. Uh, so I've got the uh, I've got a converter that hooks mm-hmm. it into HDMI that'll hook it through the Elgato. And uh, on this monitor, I'll be able to play Genesis games in 1080p. I'm working on some stuff for a stream, so um, so get get I'll, ready. I've got some I've got some ideas. I'll send it. I'll send you some files when I'm get it all. When I get it all done, so that the stream will look nice and pretty for you. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I got kind of some stuff set up here. Too. Oh, bro. Oh, bu- buddy. Buddy, please. I work at a tech company now. Okay. Okay. Let's go. This is this is, this is my. This is this is on the forefront of technology. <laughs> I'm at I'm at right here. Okay. Thanks for listening. TurnBestack.com. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. Bye.